Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to episode number nine of the Polarizer podcast. Today I'm talking to Ryan. He's a friend from the United States, and we walked into one another in Australia when we were taking the same vacation. This conversation is mostly about our adventures down there and what it's like to backpack through Australia. So if you're interested in traveling to that part of the world, this is a good episode for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, guys. Someplace random on this interesting planet we live on with your host, Dick Hubei. You're listening to the Polarizer Podcast. Coming live on the Bay of Rotterdam, we have my friend Dick. <laughs> oh man, I, I should actually uh, read an intro. Yeah, would you would you uh, record some bumpers for me? Got, oh, I'd love to. You got a great radio voice, man. <laughs> Ladies and to finish this beer first. No, you can drink while we're talking about it. Right. No, for sobriety purposes, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. When you travel, it's it's all too easy. You're telling me. <laughs> man, in Australia, dude, it was, um, especially since I worked in a bar, too, it's uh, it's easy to just drink casually every day. Every day, and then you don't, like today, driving in, you don't know what day it is <laughs> yeah. like I, I didn't know if it was Friday turns out it's Wednesday <laughs> yep 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 well when you're on vacation every day is Friday that's true unfortunately and fortunately yes it's the weekend however your body tells you I need a Monday <laughs> I need a Monday quick <laughs> alright man well um, the reason I wanted to talk to you is because um, when I was in Australia about, uh, well, at this point it's almost a year and a half ago, how time flies. Um, we started in Sydney and we went on this uh, bus tour through Australia, basically, with stops along the way, many yeah, different going, towns. Going north up the east coast. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, we, get, we became good friends there. Just. Uh, hanging out, having a good time, traveling to uh, through Australia. So. Nice Australian cities. Met a couple of weirdos in uh, Byron Bay, if you will. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was the first time you um, actually went abroad for a long time, right? My first traveling experience, yeah. Really? Outside the U.S. or in general? Let's, let's start at the beginning. You're from? I'm from South Carolina. And for those who do not know where that is, it's inside the United States of America. Yeah. To be hundred percent proper, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. U.S. and day number one, yes. <laughs> yeah, and you. Um, so you went to Australia uh, for how long did you go there? Uh, a little under three months. Mm. Yeah, it was my first like real travel experience because everyone goes to Canada, Mexico. If you're in the states, I've been to some Caribbean islands, which it's basically a vacation, but it's not real travel. Then again, I mean, travel has so many definitions, but whenever you go on a long backpacking tour like we did, travel kind of means a little bit more. Like, we're going halfway across the earth, we're going to figure some stuff out, and we're going to see some new things we thought we would never see. Right, and that definitely was the case for Australia, too, for me at least. Yeah, and, and uh, the, the, that trip, that company was called uh, Loka. Loka. Yeah. Yes. 
then you basically book it and they they put you in a little bus with a in our case a bus driver that was a pretty crazy guy <laughs> he was he was something all right <laughs> yeah. he took everything he had and he went somewhere with it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that guy was a character man like i was um what was his name nick nick yes. his face is right in front of me but i could not remember <laughs> nick he had a, he had a couple of crooked teeth yeah and uh <laughs> staggle tooth if you will yeah yeah, and um, I was sitting next to him. I was sitting in the front, and he, uh, yeah, he laid some interesting stories on me. Man, it was, uh, it was a character for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's been through some things. Yeah. Well, he he didn't he didn't get get into that, but he was, uh, yeah, he was he was making up these these animals. Like I was saying, like, yeah, mate, you ever heard of a hoop snake? A hoop snake. <laughs> <laughs> the hoop snake. It bites his own tail. It rolls down a hill and then it hits you and then it breaks your neck. <laughs> breaks your neck right there. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need Steve Allen to come back from the dead to save you. <laughs> yeah. And he was telling me that, that you know, like when, when they have these like naive young chicks in, in the yeah. bus that they would Every actually believe him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was a lot of fun, you know, and that, that's just like one little example of the fun things that you'll uh, experience when you go on a trip like that. You just meet people that are a little bit out there. Yeah, you, and, God, there's so many characters that you'll meet. It's such a wide range. <laughs> like, there's no black and white with traveling. Like, there's a huge gray area. There's people you're gonna absolutely love, kind of like kind of be neutral to not like and just absolutely hate <laughs> well, what's an example of that oh man get me started we need a couple more drinks too oh <laughs> well you got two two sitting next yeah, to right. you so. chug chug i can't think of anything absolutely hate off the top of my head but i can't <laughs> i can't think of a recent um example where this guy just would not stop talking and i had absolutely no interest in talking him whatsoever <laughs> Like he th- he was from America, and then obviously since I'm those from- guys are assholes, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> what 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 guys? <laughs> they think just because they wear red, white, and blue, they're better than everyone, huh? That's unbelievable. <laughs> what kind of people are those? But uh, he was uh, I think 45 years old. Really? And he was talking to me like he was an 18 year old guy that has never been with a woman. Really? He I told him I was I'm 28 and I'm not married, no girlfriend, no anything. So he's like, man, you chose the right path in life. I'm telling you, you're just doing it right. And I was like, if you would have stopped there, it's fine. But he went for about an hour, hour and a half about this community that he's a part of that demands to be single. And Where was he from? Was it California or something? Or? He was from Sacramento but lives in New <laughs> well, Hampshire. shit. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> shit indeed. Yeah, Sacramento. <laughs> Watch out for those guys. But uh, this was in Prague, and I was going to just hang out in the room, get some work done, since my work lets me uh, work and travel a little bit on the side. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that, because I found it very nice, too. Like, a lot of, um, an excuse for a lot of people not to travel is, well, because my job doesn't let me, or I only get two weeks off a year, and, yeah. but you somehow made it work. And how did you do that? It was uh, just kind of putting yourself out there. I mean... And people go by the rules and they're like, well, there's no way I can do it. And I mean, sometimes you have to take a risk. Like I was prepared to be like, all right, so you don't want me to work here anymore. That's fine. Cause one of my dreams is going to Australia. I mean, I love everyone I work with, but at the same time, it's like, 
if I die tomorrow, I'm going to be pretty pissed off at myself. I never went to Australia. What, what was it about Australia that you uh, wanted to travel to so much? Oh, man, this is a great story. <laughs> Take another sip. Shout out to this beer. I don't know what it is. It's a uh, cops uh, something. It's uh, it's a brewery uh, here from Rotterdam, and we're we're sitting in um, on s- the south side of the river right now. It's a beautiful evening, having a couple beers, just having a chat. And Dick didn't even tell me what a great landscape this was, so I could fly my drone out here and get shots while we do this podcast. That would have been great. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sorry, man. I just forgot about it. <laughs> it's fine. At least we're gonna put out a podcast with a million plus downloads oh yeah nothing yeah. less yeah the first time i ever wanted to travel to australia was when i was 13 okay 13 14 i'm trying to think of that summer i think 14 and uh, i was in myrtle beach south carolina and if anyone listening knows exactly where that is which is probably slim to none it's big for high school uh, kids to go on vacation and get a beach house and just, um, you know, read books and go to the library all week long <laughs> and not partake in any partying whatsoever. Right. So it's a very decent kind of place. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> High-class citizens, <laughs> helping elderly women across the street, push the wheelchairs, charity. That, that's what we're about. But um, we were down there for a week, and there were some Australian girls in a car that— um, just drove by our beach house yelling at the top of their lungs and at 14 i mean huh we didn't have any experience with women so as soon as they're yelling at us we're like this is hey all systems go let's do this (laughs) and they're like hey do you have beer hey we had anything you asked for at that time (laughs) how old were you when you were there i was uh, 14 okay you had had a beer that's a lot man yeah right (laughs) i had a couple buddies that were 18 at that time okay yeah drinking age 21 though yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Drinking age 21 in America. That is one of the few things America, eh, not so great at. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they came over. We started drinking, having a good time, the whole the whole same song and dance. And then we decided to go swimming in the ocean, which, I mean, what's our beach, our beach house right there on the ocean front. So, I mean, two-minute walk, if that. So as soon as we get to the ocean, it's like, all right, we're in our swimming trunks. We're about to go swimming. They had other plans. <laughs> they take off all their clothes and jump straight in the water. Oh, man. That must have Absolutely. blown your mind. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is the first time I went skinny dipping with anyone, much less, I mean, Australian girls. So that left a pretty good first impression. So And they were all good looking, I assume? Absolutely. <laughs> Jesus. I want to go back to that time right now or just go back to Australia in general. Yeah. But I, yeah, as soon as that you. happened, I just looked at all my buddies like, we're going to Australia soon. <laughs> it wasn't soon, but damn it, I went. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. We we had a good time there. Australia is just awesome. Absolutely. So if you want to call it a cultural experience, that's fine too. I saw a topless women and it sold me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, that's, uh, that's uh, probably the reason why... A lot of guys did a lot of great things and horrible things. Yeah, right. <laughs> the foundation of humanity was built upon women. Yes, for sure. So three months in Australia, where did you go? I started in Sydney, and I kind of had like a list of places I wanted to go to, just like by cities, and then a few activities I wanted to go to. Obviously, the Great Barrier Reef. 
I knew it was kind of in shit condition, so I needed to go, but I didn't exactly know how bad a condition it was. So, What do you mean? Because 93% of the Great Barrier Reef is bleached. Yeah. So for those who don't know what like reef bleaching is, as soon as you know, like the big colorful reefs you see and find in Nemo, and you're like, wow, I have to go there. That looks great. If it's bleached, you're not going to see that. It's the colorful reefs with like a... Try to talk into the mic. Yeah. Oh, it keeps going. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, but <laughs> I don't have a studio. <laughs> I don't have a studio yet, but... The soundproof walls, let's get it going. <laughs> yeah. But um, did you go to the Great Barrier Reef? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Did you see the actual colorful part or the bleached? I, I saw the colorful part. Did you? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I found that out the hard way as soon as we got there, so... Unfortunately, that's what I saw. But the bleached part almost looked like your hands really? whenever they're in water and they get really wrinkly. Hmm. So it's almost like that dull type of white. Okay. But you could still tell it was different shades before, which, I mean, it's still nice to see because it's so vast and it's out there. But at the same time, it's like, I want contrast. I want color. Like Right. So even though I went, I have to go back soon yeah. just to see that, the actual part that you didn't. Yeah, well, but you actually saw the bleach part, huh? Yeah. Where where did you, um, from which town did you go out? I was out of Cairns. Oh, okay. So Way for, up north. Yeah. yeah. So for anyone else, it looks like Cairns, but if you ask an Australian, it is Cairns. 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 <laughs> you went out north to Cairns, huh? Northeast, yeah. Yeah. I, I did that uh, with Sundays, and it was just, uh, yeah, mind-blowingly gorgeous. It was... Uh, I can see how it's gorgeous, but I had such a bad time there. <laughs> really? Well, it was a good time. It was just the weather did not cooperate whatsoever. Okay. Was so it? I went on a three-day boat tour. It rained every day. Okay, yeah. The one day it was supposed to sunshine. We woke up at 8 o'clock in the morning and hiked up to that small mountain where kind of like it divides. Yeah, I'm using my hands and everyone at right. home can see this. But at, least, <laughs> but at least you can see it, Dick. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I know what you're talking about. That's, uh, and then it, it just yeah. started. If, the, if you're listening, fuck you. We don't care about yeah. you. Like, <laughs> not interested in your feelings. <laughs> we feel great. <laughs> but yeah, the it, the bottom flew out and man, it just started raining. Okay. So I was like, this is another place I need to go back to. Oh, so. That's a bummer, man. Yeah. Such a bummer going back to Australia, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hard life I'm living. Which... Um, Which was your favorite place of your Australian trip? Sydney. Sydney? Not even close. Really? Why is that? Leaps because, and bounds. Because like I like Sydney. It's a cool city. It's a beautiful city. It's clean. It's nice. It's definitely one of the better cities I've been in. But I don't know. I don't think it'd make, make my top three, to be honest. If you look mm. at all the like the small towns with all the surfing and, yeah, you know, like the little coasty beach towns. and Oh, yeah. The coasty beach towns are great. I, I can't name, I can't name a city that I had a bad time in Australia. Yeah, same. Yeah, so Brisbane like, is really nice too. I think. Yeah, I mean, I had better times in some cities more than others, but I never, I was never in a, a city where I was like, get me out of here. Yeah. Other well, than a train station at Townsville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Townsville, in Queensland. Yeah, that's. Um, The little town next to, or like the the town on the coast in Magnetic Island is off the coast there. That's where I lived for six months. <laughs> yeah. Now, Magne Magnetic Island was beautiful. Yeah. 
I'm jealous you got to live there for six months and I did not. Um, and it was a literally a dream come true. Like I always wanted to um, to be a bartender on a tropical island, and I had I got to check that off my bucket list. <laughs> That's not only that, but you got you got paid great wages. Like yeah, yeah. Like if if I would have um, a big big roster in a week, I could make more than a thousand bucks a week pouring beer. That is unbelievable. <laughs> and my rent was. 150 a week, uh, groceries, and I would I would just buy buy stuff in bulk and kind of look for the discounts and throw it in the freezer, you mm-hmm. know. But maybe groceries a week, uh, another 150, maybe 200. That's what I love about Australia because, like the travel circuit, every every hostel's so similar with the kitchen set up, and you can you can buy a lot of food, cook it, kind of keep your um, cost really low. Yeah, if you want to, you, you can make it expensive easily. Oh, if, I, if if you like to drink, it's expensive. <laughs> that's that's one of the sad things about Australia. Yeah, a, a pint of beer and even the shitty beer there. There's, they, I mean, they they have good beers there, but also mm-hmm. just a lot of like watery, shitty, gross beer. I mean, have you ever tried Carlton Draft? Yes, horrible. It, it's terrible. Horrible. Most horrible beer I've ever had. Carlton, Carlton Dry is all right. It kind of reminds me of Corolla. Uh, I did the uh, Corona. Corona. But 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 um, Carlton Draft is is yeah. I will say it's a little bit better than a Keystone Light and a Natty, actually, Natty Light from the states. I've had Keystone, and I like Keystone better. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Carlton Draft is not, the most it's the most horrible shit I've ever it, it's drank. It's very bad. It's, I don't, yeah. Keystone smell oh it smells bad. It tastes like rotten <laughs> rat piss. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But then again, like uh but yeah, even, even like the shitty beer is like ten dollars a pint. Yeah. And the liquor drinks are way worse. Is it? Yeah. It's just because they don't do uh free pours. No, true, yeah. They measure they, everything. They measure it out to the very top, and they don't give you an ounce above it. Oh, no. No, because they can they can get huge fines for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, when, I think I saw two places in Australia that did free pours, and I made sure to tip them very well, and I, I, I was <laughs> taking care of the rest of the night. Right. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, but um, I've, I've worked in bars there, and, and I had to do some, some training for it, and... The the laws there are extremely strict for for uh, bars. Yeah, it's they, all because of a couple of assholes that ruined it in Sydney. Yeah, well, in in Sydney too, like they take they take a picture of you, they they take a copy of your uh, ID, and then you're in a database. And mm-hmm. if you if you get if you start a fight in the bar or get thrown out, you get a little flag in the database, and you're just banned automatically from pretty much every single bar that has that system. Really, they, <laughs> yeah. they do that. Yeah. Now, I remember they used to take pictures of us standing in line and um like you would stand there, they would scan the photo, they'd put in your ID to make sure everything went well. Yeah, um, no, they they uh, apparently they've well, obviously if um that they've seen just ha- had big problems with people getting drunk and too rowdy and and starting trouble <laughs> in Brisbane. I've seen I saw yeah, I've seen Almost every weekend, I saw people almost getting hit by cars because you just stumbled into the street. Yeah. And uh, a week into my stay in Sydney, well, I flew into Sydney, so my very first week there, a guy was riding his bike right in front of my hostel. Side note, if anyone goes to Sydney, Australia, bounce Sydney. Absolutely stay there. Bounce the hostel. Bounce Sydney. It's so great. 
but someone was riding a bike right outside and a car hit him and was this at night like, no it was clear as day like 2 p.m okay a guy that i met in the hostel uh saw it he had to perform cpr on him and the guy did not make it oh shit he literally saw someone die that's horrible no it's terrible <laughs> so, so we're laughing about it. <laughs> what what does it have to do with drinking though? Like what we're talking about? Like where, where does this fit into the context? Like <laughs> that's why it's funny. <laughs> no, good. You said someone walked out across the road. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I mean, they were riding their bike across the road. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> um, but, but, Possibly drinking and driving uh, to be continued. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I. And I don't think we get to ask him because he's dead. But it would be fair to ask. Yes. <laughs> Let's see what he. Uh, I think he pleads the fifth. But uh, what? What? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> what? What made Sydney so great in particular for you? Sydney was fucking magical. Not il- not only a great city, just magical. But why? Just so many things I en- I like out of a city and traveling, mixed with the people I met. So I mean, you can be you can be in a great city and meet shitty people, and it might leave a bad taste in your mouth. And you're like, it's nothing the city did; it's just the experience I had. Right. Yeah. So, because like I've been in a, a few good cities in Europe, just the people I met, I'm like, no, not happening. I wish I was here with like three or four of my buddies, and it would be great. But as far as Sydney, man, like some of my favorite cities are like San Diego, like we discussed before the podcast like New York City, and it's also a mixture of a place uh, near home called Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Because Sydney has... I think Charleston actually makes it like the top 20 of best, best cities to live in the U.S. or something. Yeah, it's it's made a bunch of lists lately because it's booming, but at the same time, like it's growing, but it's not like, hey, 5, 10 million people live here. So it's it's never crowded. Okay, that's always nice. But it's a... It's a beach town. The downtown life isn't packed, but it's always it's always lively. Okay. It's not like a nightclub type of scene where you're paying 50 bucks to get in. Yeah. But all the bars are full. Okay. So worst case scenario, you're paying 5 to 10 bucks entry. Okay. Maybe 20 on like a holiday weekend, so. Hmm. But yeah, just Sydney is a mixture of everything. Like, I mean, the bridge, the bridge... And um, the Opera House, that area is incredible. It is, yeah. So, but you can go on a boat on the harbor. You can take the public transit to Bondi Beach, Coogee Beach. Those places are cool too. Yeah, like there's a skate park there, and there's the surf. Uh, surf is there, so the beach. You can you can watch people surf, and it's just a lovely, great place to be. Yeah, know? I mean it's a it's a touristy place, but at the same time, it's still really nice. Touristy I, for a reason. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent, because you should absolutely go. And then you have the beach, you have the harbor you can take your boat out on. There's a casino on the harbor. Yeah. I mean, I love playing poker and gambling, so, I mean, the casino <laughs> right there just topped it off. Like, this is terrific. <laughs> Did you actually go there, too? Or? Yeah. And You win anything? I think I didn't. I love playing poker. I didn't play poker, though. I just played some, um, all right, the slot machines, Australians called pokies. Pokies, yeah, that's right. So they're like, we're going to the pokies tonight, yeah. which I thought, I mean, Australians simplify any, everything, so that's great. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Pokies, uh, let me get another example. Brekkie. 
breakfast breakfast is brekkie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, brekkie and um yeah. I I uh, any other situation I could name you like 10 things. Yeah, right. I, I just I'm just drawing with Meet you in Arvo. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Meet you in Arvo. What was that? Afternoon. Mean? Afternoon. Yeah, Avo, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like how direct they are cuz like I I would order fast food sometimes. <laughs> I've never heard the phrase before, but this one lady was like, "How you going? What are you after?" <laughs> like I've heard how you how are you going? But what am I after? Like that, that's a little a little forceful. What am I after? I'm after some fucking food. Yeah, like what the fuck do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I I love the the bluntness of it. Yeah, yeah. Australians they they don't fuck around. Like they're just as friendly as they can be. And uh, I've never met a bad Australian. No, no. Maybe one that snores too loud, but whatever. <laughs> we we've all had drunk nights, so I get it. Yeah, and they're, they're ultimately uh, even even like the rougher types. They're just good. The Bogans. Yeah, the the Bogans. Bogans. <laughs> That's episode two of this podcast, actually. Like, I, I talked with a bunch of um, Aussies, hung out with them for six hours, recorded everything, just random shit. <laughs> and I, I had to cut it down to, it ended up with almost two hours, mm-hmm. which is still pretty good. That's I mean, still a lot to cut down. And uh, Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Editing it, room, it, man. It, it took me, like, it took me um, half a week to... To finish that bitch, but uh, <laughs> and when you have six hours of gold, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, they're just funny dudes, man, and, and yeah, just, just the greatest, yeah, they're the after greatest. drinking in their country. I know exactly why they're alcoholics everywhere they go. <laughs> yeah, the price of booze, it's unbelievable. It is, yeah. Like you touched on what eight to ten dollars a pint, like come on. Right. Well, even I, if you buy buy beer in the just in the store, like if I if I'd get a six pack, thirty bucks. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's. Uh, I, I just assumed it was like it doesn't a, help though. I no. Mean, it doesn't doesn't stop them from from drinking a lot. They drink a lot. Yes. <laughs> that is that is no disrespect, man, whatsoever. Oh no, I love it. It's awesome. More times than none, I do mean disrespect, but this time no. I love me some Aussies, and if they, man, they, I think I know why the alcohol is so expensive. Why? Because if it was a regular price, the whole fucking world would move there. There is no, <laughs> there's no other excuse. That's, that's actually a very good point. Yeah, if, if well, they, I'm going to roll with that theory. If, if they had good, if they, well, they, and they do have good beer, they have great wine too. And if, yeah, goon. No, 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 no. I'm, not, every, talk, I'm not talking about goon. That's, for everyone that doesn't know what goon is, yeah, it is a traveler's <laughs> budget wine, which isn't even wine. It's made from fish guts. Oh, they filter it through fish guts. I they think. filter it through fish guts. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think like the the vineyards they have, like whatever they have left over, what they normally would 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 any. Uh, vineyard would just throw away. Yeah, they just store it and filter it through fish guts. <laughs> so you're drinking the bottom of the barrel piss on top of fish guts. It, it actually says on the on the box that it contains fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as you drink it and you go to the bathroom, you smell fish, and it's the weirdest thing ever. It is. Yeah. So I, be, I bet girls are really confused whenever they go to the bathroom <laughs> and they're like, "I am not going to hook up with this guy whatsoever." <laughs> Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, but Th- things are getting a little fishy. I, uh, <laughs> but I've I've seen people mixing it with uh, with Sprite. And, yes, and then it's barely kinda, barely helps. And it's kind of sort of drinkable because Sprite <laughs> is such a such a 
Like sugary drink. Yeah, like it, it hides it hides the horribleness of it pretty well. But you could pour bleach with goon and it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> and the ble- and uh, goon will probably be worse for you than the bleach. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had some nightmare hangovers from that shit. Even after just having like three glasses or something, it's the worst. I was gonna say the same. Like, there have been nights where I didn't even get drunk off a of goon and I had a hangover. <laughs> it, it, it it instills the worst hangover of your life. Yeah. Well, that should tell you something, you know. It's, I mean, I, I know they really mean quality over quantity. They they never lied with goon. Yeah, they might have meant that with like choosing your partner, but no. This this applies to goon. <laughs> Get a quality wine, people. Yeah, stay away from goon, please, and just try it once so you so you know how how terrible it is it's and what ten dollars for a big box four liters like four liters almost a gallon yeah, yeah it, there's a reason why it, you could even get some for seven dollars really that's cheaper than a pint of beer a yeah. pint of shitty beer like give me shitty beer all day over that yeah. I'm, I'm not even a huge beer drinker but yeah give <laughs> give me that all day long over goon yeah goon and but when you're in hostels, people drink it all the time. Mm. I think, well, because it's cheap, people... I think that's kind of the hostel vibe, too. There's a lot of, uh, you know, like kids, like their early 20s or something. They just yeah. want to get drunk. It doesn't matter how, so... I've been desperate to get drunk before, but never... I'm going to drink a gallon of goon. <laughs> yeah, I can... I can that's al- next-level desperation. I can honestly say it's the worst thing I've ever drank, yeah. Now I'm thinking of worst things I've ever drank in my life. Well, no, that's actually a lie. Like, there's, there's, um, Cambodian goat semen. I haven't drank that, but I'm pretty sure that's horrible too. Uh, now I'm, I'm thinking about uh, there's this Swedish drink or this drink that started in in Sweden, and then the guy, like some guy who who drank it, moved to Chicago and started making it. Mm. And the Swedes don't make it anymore because it's so horrible. But they still make it, make it in Chicago. I forget the name of it. It's, it's it's so damn cold in the winter. They don't have shit to do else. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what it is, uh, what what it's called, but uh, I'll I'll have to look it up, put it in the show notes. But that's uh, yeah. I mean, there's videos on YouTube of people drinking it for the first time, and it's, and what's it called? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I. Uh, it, it'll it'll come to me maybe later. Yeah, I, ca- I can't remember right now, but it, it kind of looks like Jägermeister, but it's bitter and it's and it's everything about it is just terrible. And, <laughs> even, and even on on the label it says we made this drink that's very intense and very horrible. Like they kind of admit on the label that if it's, you drink this, you will die. <laughs> yeah. We are not responsible for this. You're responsible for purchasing this alcohol. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, damn, I'm annoyed now that I can't come up with it. But yeah, anyway, it's so wh- so Sydney, that that was that was your your favorite place. Was it? Do, do you think it had to do with that was your first stop there, or or at first that's what I thought, and then I was just like, I have to see more cities because originally I booked ten days in Sydney, and then I was going to travel up the coast. Six weeks later, I'm in Sydney still. What, what was the one thing that kept you there? Like, I liked Sydney. I was there for like three weeks, but that was more than enough for me, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I could see how people lean more towards Melbourne. Never been there. No. Really? No. Because everyone you meet is like, are you Sydney or are you Melbourne? 
Yeah, true. But if you meet Australians, it's Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, Melbourne cans. But then again, I, I, I hung out with a bunch of surfer dudes too, and they were like, uh, yeah, you're talking about Sydney. I call it Shitney. Yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah they, they say Shitney. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say the alcohol pe- laws are Shitney, but other than that. A lot of people hate it too, for some reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, like, they're either Team Sydney or Melbourne. I like both places. I just absolutely love Sydney. Hmm. But, uh,. It's just a place I could see myself living in. It's it's a big city, but it's not, in my opinion, it's not overly massive. I think three or four million people live there, and it's really spread out. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the suburbs are still part of Sydney. Yeah. But at the same time, there's just so much to do. It's so easy to get around. Their public transit system is unbelievable. It's very good. Because yeah. they have a light rail, a bus. And the bus the, is free, too. In the city center, I think on on Sunday. Okay. Or no, Sunday you pay one price and then you you, can, you pay for one ride, then you ride free the whole day. Oh, okay. So that's why a lot of people would go out to the Blue Mountains, which is a two-hour ride. That's a gorgeous nature park. Oh, it's great. And between that and a ferry, so you have like that those four lines all into one, and it's really easy to get around because I've been to some places. I'm like this this public transit system just does not make any sense. This is garbage. <laughs> But, no, I loved it there. I mean, the people I met there was just an added bonus on top. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, yeah I mean, it's Australia. People are just generally cool. Yeah. So after Sydney, you went up. Uh, what was the next stop? That was when I met you on the local tour. Right. We, what was the first stop? I think it was, uh, was it? Like the mountain place, Barrington Tops. That I think that was the first night, but the first place was that wine tasting place we went to. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's and, funny you bring that up because I backed up my phone the other day, and um, like Australia pictures randomly popped up on my phone. Like I haven't backed up at home, but I don't know why they showed up on my phone. And I started looking through some of those, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, we tried those. Yeah, the wine wine tasting place. Um, then we'll, we'll have to look that name up too. The, there was uh, like a because um, it was pretty famous, but I it was they 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 even had concerts there for, with the Rolling Stones and all that. As yeah. soon as they said that, I was like, "All right, this place might be legit." Yeah, I was. Uh, We're hearing a boat in the background now. The water taxi of Rotterdam. <laughs> That's our po- that's our personal butler. Yes, <laughs> he's he's uh, bringing the caviar in a second. They better bring the snails. <laughs> now, this isn't France, man. Ah, uh, what kind of butler is this? <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I met an Australian girl and I was telling her about the wine experience and she's like, "Well, you need to go to this place." And it turns out it was the exact same wine and like she was talking up big time. Right. Well, and I remember I'll, the wine being yeah. very, very good. I, I, I bought a like a fifty dollar bottle there, and carried it around my little backpack for, for like a, a month or something. Really? And then um, did not drink it before a month. Nope, no. Nope. I, I, I made sure to find the right place, the right time, and like a romantic sunset to share it with the right person. And you didn't even save it until now. <laughs> <laughs> we have a beautiful sunset. It's romantic. Oh, dude. I like to think I'm a nice person. <laughs> Every other time, sometimes, 60% of the time. 
you, you thought about that for a second, didn't you? Oh, dude. That's not like a weird man. <laughs> Dick is holding my hand right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Play with my hair while you're at it. Is this how you treat every guest? <laughs> now I'm really starting to feel violated. Oh, I thought I was special. Well, we we might have the first fist fight live on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna fight into the death to see who's the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Barrington Tops. Yeah, uh, that was that, that was the next stop. Barrington Tops had the greatest hot tub. <laughs> yeah, with the best view. Top top five all time hot tubs I've ever been. Same. All right, maybe top three. Probably the best one I've ever been in, to be honest. For the views, yes. Yeah. Only, it's it's not number one because there were, I mean, there were a couple of attractive women, but not really. Okay, yeah. Because if I'm in a hot tub with two women, that's the number one. Yes, well, we're in the hot tub. In the hot tub, there were 20 people in there or something. At, at least 20 point. people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, whenever we ordered those beers... And like he made it out like it was free, and all of a sudden he's he's keeping like a tally on like the dry board. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's like you had how many? Like I could have just said, yeah, my name's Chris. <laughs> Chris, why did you have thirty six beers last night? <laughs> I didn't drink. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun. Like the the bus dropped us off at this like tiny, tiny, tiny little town. There were it was basically one street. Like the bus actually drove through a pretty off roady patch. I remember. Like the, the road. Are you talking about getting uphill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was very off road. I was I was surprised that the that the the bus actually made it up there. Yeah, because uh, yeah, at one point we just kind of went into the wilderness, sort of, and it was just very rocky. And and I was like, well, is is this little bus designed to drive this kind of road? <laughs> yeah, for a while there, I thought we well, weren't going to make it. Like this was this was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I have international service no matter where I go, and for the longest time, it didn't even read E like for emergency. It just said no service. Yeah, no. I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere. And I'm thinking, we break down. No, we're done. This is it. <laughs> the, the, it's been fun. The dingoes are gonna eat us. The fucking dingoes. <laughs> but yeah, this this was this little uh, like wooden cabin in the mountains, and. Uh, and then the place we went tubing at. Yeah. That was cool too, man. That was interesting. Yeah. Did did we have to sign something that we like promised we we're not going to sue them or something because that seemed pretty pretty dangerous and sketchy every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Which which made it great, but yeah. like, it's I had so much fun there. I to, didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, for yeah. everyone to sum up that day, we went up a large hill in the middle of nowhere, went to a cabin retreat with a sweet hot tub overlooking the wilderness yeah and the view from this hot tub was just absolutely mind-blowing it was just that's a picture you should upload to this as well yes yeah and And it's and and you could order a beer while you're sitting in this tub and you're just among good friends good people and the beers were after we went tubing down this river yeah which it wasn't a lazy river, but it wasn't like white water rafting. But at the same time, like we were going over rocks and that's why we had to get a waiver signed saying, Hey, if you die and if you drown, if you don't know how to swim, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Fuck off. You should have learned how to swim before. <laughs> so we signed it. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it was worth it, man. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh, well, so much fun. Yeah. And a, little, a couple of scrapes and bruises never killed somebody. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. And just um and while you're just lounging in the tube, you're you're in this just gorgeous river, you know. It's 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 almost like um it kind of reminded me of the jungle book in a way. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> That's a good comparison, the Jungle Book. Yeah, like Mowgli floating down the river with with the beer. <laughs> I mean, the trees hung over, but I don't know, maybe in like the Amazon, but it was still pretty close. Yeah. yeah it, was just... it was such a surreal feeling, not because, I mean, no one knows where the hell it is. Fuck, we don't even know where that is. Well, I can, I can look it up. It's... It's still somewhere in my in my notes from from when I uh, like I kept sort of uh, a diary while yeah. I was there. So, but it, the surreal feeling just came from like we're in a not only are we in a foreign country like we're for me I'm ten thousand miles away from home. Right. On top of that, I'm in the middle of the woods. On top of that, I'm floating down a river. On top of that, I'm never going to be here again. Yeah, the chances of me going there are very slim to none. True, we can go back to Australia, but we're never going back to that same place. So just understanding that we have that memory in that place, I don't know. It's just it's really cool. Like going to one place, one shot. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's true for traveling in general usually that's that's why that's why it's so exciting because you know it's going to be the only time you're probably going to be there it's a numbers game it's it's more than likely yeah it's just like the people at home that i'll I'll go there one day i'll go there next year yeah i'm gonna go there in five years whenever i get my bonus and i get this raise and this and this and this and 56 different things have to happen for you to finally go out of the country it's not going to happen for you. Right. You're not going to pull the trigger. You're not going to jump off that ledge. Yeah. And that's why I like, even though if I don't get along with it, <coughs> if I don't get along with everyone I travel with, we still have something in common and it's jumping off the ledge, traveling, going to see things we never thought we would see before. Yeah. Cause like even from back home, like some of my best friends, I get along with all of them, but I could talk about, I could say, I want to go to Montenegro and Europe. And the first thing they would say is, where the hell is that? Why the hell would you go? You're going to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) But then I could ask someone like you, I want to go to Montenegro. And you would either be like, I'm interested or that sounds fun. How long are you going for? Right. And it's it's just the travel mentality. It is. And, it's a good thing to have because it's so exciting, you know, because everything is new. Everything, you just don't really know what to expect. You've, with the internet now, it's easy to find all the pictures and you can even find movie clips of places. And But just being there and feeling the vibe and actually like talking to people. Absolutely. That's what I love. Just even, like even right now, like technically, we're not doing too much. We're sitting down in Rotterdam. Talking a bunch of shit. Talking shit. But at the same time, this is everything. Because if you just, if you keep walking around the city, you're going to experience it, but it's always more fun experiencing it with fun people. Oh, well, thanks for that, man. 
I mean, you already, we're still holding hands from, <laughs> from earlier in this podcast. Dick has never let go of my hand. I've been trying to leave this whole time. <laughs> why, why, else, why else do you think I have this microphone in my right hand? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, well. <laughs> Dick is laughing because he can laugh while still holding my hand in his fine. <laughs> But it's always nice talking to other travel-minded people. It is, yeah. Yeah, and that's very true, as you said earlier. Like, even even if you don't necessarily get along with them or, or mm-hmm. they're not your type of guy or whatever type of gal, you, you still have that one thing in common. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's why I, when I go to a hostel, I always pick the big rooms. I, I don't see the point in... Getting a, especially if you're traveling alone, which is a great experience in itself anyway. It's the easiest way to make friends. It's easy to make friends and depends on where you stay, it's hard to make friends. Okay. But it's... Depends on your character too, though. Yeah, a lot. But I think it's the best way to travel. Okay. Because even though we could go on a two-month trip tomorrow, we could agree on 80% of the places we want to go. We're still going to disagree on the other places to go, which parts of the city we want to see at different times. Yeah. Like there are times like right now I'm on a three and a half month Europe trip and I have exactly six days left. So right now I'm towards the point where I don't care to see much. I'd like to walk around the city and just hang out. But the first couple of weeks, like when I, I flew into Paris from Atlanta yeah, t- tell me about your Euro trip as well. Like, uh, what did that, wh- where did that come from? You, you, it was the first time for you to go to Europe as well? Well, I hit the $450 billion lottery, so <laughs> I thought this would be the best place to go. No, I, um, I just, Europe was next on my list. To put it this way, this is how much I loved Australia. I almost went back to Australia rather than seeing a continent I've never been to before. Hmm. So I was, but I realized I wanted to. You're, I gonna, would, you're gonna love episode number two of this show, by the way. Am I? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't press click if you keep holding my hand. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I realized I, I'd like to live and work in Australia rather than just go there for three months. So I was like, all right, let's go travel Europe. This is possible to get a visa. I think you can. You can, but it's a lot harder now than it was a few years ago. Okay. So I I flew into Paris, and like the first week, I stayed in Paris for a week, and every day I was doing this, I was doing that, and I was like, I'm w- wasting time. I got to go, got to go. Yeah. But three months in, you just, you get mentally exhausted, and it's just, it's the same conversations and hostels you want to avoid. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? What's your name? Where are you from? Exactly. Where are you from? Ryan, the States. How long are you traveling? Three and a half months. Oh, cool. How do you do that? I don't know. I got lucky. <laughs> I don't know. I work hard. I, I, I have no answers for you. I, in two more minutes, you're going to be out the door. We're not going to hang out. We're not going to go drinking together. We're good. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So this is completely different as the first couple of weeks. And like, oh my God, we should all go out and have the greatest night of our lives. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is fine. And I'm that social person. However... Just three months in, like we talked about before the podcast, whenever you're traveling, every day is Friday. Yeah, true. It, it gets and um, you need a break. 
being in hostels is a lot of fun. It's a very social place. And most of the time, the people you're in the hostel with, it's the first time they're in the city. And most people just stay for a couple of days. So, And everyone's (laughs) always in party mood and drinking mood and... uh, you know, and that's and that's great. But if you're if you're if you're traveling long term, it's you you literally have to balance. You absolutely, it, you have to balance out your regular life. Because think about it, three and a half months is not a weekend. Like looking from the outside in, it is. Yeah. But at the same time, you're not drinking every night. You don't want to drink every night. You you need nights and days by yourself. Like, just leave. Me. <laughs> I love everyone around me. Just leave me alone, please. <laughs> this bed right here, I know it's 3 p.m. I'm going to stay here all day. There's nothing I'm going to do. <laughs> so even though like there are some cities where every th- like people would die to go there, which even though you're mentally fatigued, at the same time you feel kind of guilty because some people want to go there their whole lives never do, and you're just in a city sitting by yourself like, I need to catch up. Right. Like that's how I felt in Barcelona, or as the locals would say, Barcelona, <laughs> the Catalonian Spanish. Yeah, because beautiful women there too. Man. Absolutely, Spanish yeah. women in general. I hear you. If they just I... put down the cigarettes, it would be great. <laughs> well, in a way, it's kind of sexy. I think. Oh man, better you than me. <laughs> well, never stop me. Uh, it won't stop me either. However, I, <laughs> if we if we're if we have a preference. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, was, like, I smoked for a while, too. I'm glad I don't anymore. It's so it's so dumb and so gross. It's, yeah. yeah, I quit 28 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Yeah. So, like, just for cities such as Barcelona, I I could have seen a lot more, but it's just the point in my travels, a little less than three months when I was there. I just, I had to take it easy. I need to see one or two things a day rather than having, all right, I'm getting up at 8 a.m. and I'm going to stay out until 11 p.m., which I would do in some cities that I'm super, super interested in, like early in my travels. But it it sounds weird, but it really does beat on you after a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you you get used to everything eventually, including traveling and amazing things yes it's uh, and it does sound weird especially if you're if you're listening to this while you're sitting in your car in traffic or or exactly yeah like hey man like we're i'm tired of seeing amazing things but but, and (laughs) it's such a weird thing because you're tired of it but at the same time you can help but and uh, i never took i've never taken it for granted like i've i've been i've recognized the whole time, like what I'm doing, what I, where I'm at, and like what's around me. You were in the moment, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, that's important. Rather than just taking it like, oh, I can do this tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow, the day after. Yeah. Well, if if you have that mentality, I don't think you'd pick up traveling in the first place. Uh, absolutely, you wouldn't even be there. Yeah. That's the thing. Like uh, people, uh, a lot of people put off traveling because. Like, uh, I'll do it when I have this amount of money. I'll have it when, when I, I retire. Yeah, and then and then you're old, you know. Uh, I I want to travel when I'm retired too. 
Absolutely. I, I mean, I'd love to retire next year if I can, but... <laughs> <laughs> but Better uh, start rolling in them dollars. Yeah, well, people need to download the shit so I can get a good sponsor and, you know... Like <laughs> what would be a good sponsor for you? That's a good what's question. Your ta- what's your target market? That's a good question, man. Like, probably people who just want to travel or people, people who are interested in, in... You know what you should do? You should go to, you should go to that. You should record every podcast on this bench. You should go inside and get that beer place to sponsor you. Where you can open, close, and even have like a middle portion where you, you run an ad about them. That's not a bad idea, actually. You're right. Yeah. Free beer, good <laughs> ads. Let's do this. Oh, you can you can you can. Buy I'd be a in house. Rotterdam every week. You, you can buy a house or a car with beer, though. I think. But beer ads. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the beer ads are worth millions. Yeah, that's true. Well, and, and for the podcast, for the podcast, maybe not right now, but hey, give us some time. Yeah, people just need to listen and subscribe and all that, man. Like, yeah, we're gonna push this issue. Yes, <laughs> man. <laughs> Let's get this thing going. Yeah. Well, this Joe Rogan is... experience. Don't know who you are. Dick yeah. is around now. Yeah, bitch, get out the way. You you'll be lucky if you're a guest on my show someday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, uh, well, episode number eight, that's not bad, though. I mean, that's, 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 you, you can say, uh, uh, I'm, I'm slowly getting something going. I mean, uh, the hardest part is the start. Yes, for sure. And so the first, as soon as the ball gets rolling, first three or four episodes were kind of, you know, that's, it, it's, it's awkward at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're, Welcome up to people saying, hey, I'd like to interview you. You want to talk to me and we'll record it. And people think that that's not, that's an unusual question, you know? So it's, uh, it's weird because I'm a fan of unusual, which I don't think it is unusual. Hey, let's do a podcast because I listen to podcasts all the time. Right. It's a lot easier than audiobooks. I mean, audiobooks are great and I listen to them all the time, but podcasts are just, you press play it's rarely that you rewind, rewind. Let it's me true. let that sink in. It's more of a conversation. It is, yeah. Like we're not using massive words and deep introspective perspectives where it's like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> or maybe we need LSD I've, for that. But I've, I've had that happening though in a couple of previous episodes. Like I, I talked to one guy who was just way out there and, and it was it was awesome <laughs> and it was a two two part show actually like uh, oh, was that's, that's the one where you had to cut into two hour and a half no no no, no. I, I i cut plenty of that too but mm-hmm. uh but um no like you're you're talking about episode two now the 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 episode called talking shit with real aussies <laughs> talking shit with real aussies and that that uh yeah that, that that was a two-hour episode and it was cut down from more than six hours but it was mm. great it was awesome it was it was a lot of fun but uh yeah you know like i hear you like i, I listen to a lot of podcasts too and i figured well i've heard so i've heard so many interesting stories from people who've done just cool things with their lives mm-hmm. why not start recording it you know and i talked to some interesting people so far you told me the list of people you talked to and yeah. i was like well I, i'll do it however i'm what what is it a uh, like army beret or navy seal that you talked to no it wasn't navy seal um like uh he, he was uh, ex-military all right and and he had actually fought in afghanistan yeah which is incredible yeah hey shout yeah. out to the troops thank you 
Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Same here. I've nothing but respect for you guys. You guys are uh, God among among men, like they say. <laughs> right? Is that the right phrase? No, I, I was just staring into space, thinking about all my all the stories I've heard about uh, U.S. soldiers fucking Afghani women, <laughs> which is incredible. They're giving back to the community. <laughs> yeah. Now this this guy was from uh, New Zealand, and he he worked together with uh, with the U.S. military to uh, yeah sort things out. And um, hey, if we're not careful, we're about to go back into war, baby. Fucking North Korea, man. Shit, that's uh. Yeah, I, I hope we got our finger on the button just saying, wait, we gonna do it. Don't make us. Yeah, I I, I hope not, man. I, 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 I would rather not, but we're push comes a shove. We'll do the dirty work. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, like did I, you hear about the latest threat against Guam? Yeah, that is incredible. It is. Yeah. I out, mean, out of all places, we're going to bomb Guam. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't I don't understand it. Like it's Yeah. Why? <laughs> I think that just shows, like... How insane they are. Well, not only insane, but if they were really insane, they would be like, we're bombing New York tomorrow. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what they bomb. If they bomb anything that's even remotely, like, a part of the U.S. or linked to the U.S. or whatever, they're going to be a parking lot in a week. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I always, I always like to think that North Korea, they're crazy, but they're not that stupid, you know? If you're, uh, I don't know. If you're, if you're like fucking with, yeah, like one one club you don't want to fuck with, that's America ultimately, you know. Yeah, because it's funny because how many people talk about why do we spend so much on military and like if we weren't doing it, there would be a different number one. Somebody else would do it. Yeah, I'm, somebody I'm glad el- you guys are number one. Somebody else would be spending the most on military. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys are number one and not China or whatever. Oh it's, Jesus! Uh, yeah, <laughs> we gotta we gotta worry about China now. Oh yeah, well, like the, the entire the, the, world does. The, 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 the country, Western the country, does. and the tourists. <laughs> yeah, the tourists. The tourists travel. The tourists are like pigeons over here. <laughs> Everywhere, dude. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Australia, like they're they're buying all the real estate in Australia and just taking over in New York too. Everywhere. Yeah. Like yeah. Who would have thought they would have earned so much money from sweatshops and illegal working yeah. camps that they could have bought real estate in New York? And actually, um, Africa too. Like a lot of the modern roads there and, and new buildings and everything. They're well, fucking built. take over Africa and give them some water. They're fucking starving. <laughs> Jesus, how selfish can the Chinese be if they're if they're if they're buying up Africa but not giving them water? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's it's an it's interesting times we live in, man. That's for sure. You're telling me. It's um, yeah. I I, I just I just hope someone <laughs> within North Korea just kills him or or whatever. You know, like uh, th- I think that that would be the best solution. They to- need a big fucking shot of democracy and freedom. <laughs> Holy shit! Like, yeah. when you have a leader that murders, like we talked about the other day off the podcast, we talked about the North Korean leader, ass- you wouldn't call it assassinate, but murdering his uncle with, was it a artillery shell or the yeah. guard dogs? Which one was it? No, it was, uh, the, the, he executed him with anti-aircraft guns. <laughs> which, is, which is unbelievable. <laughs> Not only would you waste that many resources, it's your own uncle, because maybe he didn't agree with you. Yeah. You have a loose cannon like that running a country? 
Hashtag Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to comment on that, man. Like, that, let's let's not let's not get into politics too much. I mean, yeah, I mean that that turns into a, that that will turn it into a whole different kind of show. Very true. But speaking of North Korea, you went to North Korea. Yeah, I actually did. Yeah, and you didn't overthrow the government. <laughs> well, which is, or did you? Well, I mean, the Dutch, we we have we have a history of taking over shit and conquering shit, and uh, you know, just uh, we colonizing a bunch of countries. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think there's a is, there's a lot for us in North Korea, man. <laughs> that place is bare. Yeah, yeah, it's um, or what the people see is. They see big bright lights. It's nice. Mm, not really, man. Like um, two streets over, people are starving. There's no electricity. Yeah, the grocery stores are bare. Well, it it was. I I just visited the border. I didn't actually go into the country very much. Um, Would you have gone into the country? Obviously not right now because things are nuts. Yeah, but like but, but back a then, couple there, years ago, back then there was a heightened track uh, threat level too. Mm-hmm. So. And and it's always just a crazy place. I mean, tourists have gotten killed in the past, and and uh, I w- when we signed up for this, um, we had to sign a waiver that said, uh, "I know I'm gonna enter an active war zone right now," which is insane because they've been at war for sixty years or yeah, something. Yeah, sixty years, and they just have a ceasefire. And then, um, yeah, if if I just get waiting killed, for that to break. Yeah, well, well, I mean, it might happen soon. I yeah, I hope I hope it ends in a different way. But anyway, like, um, we we had to sign a waiver that said, I know I'm uh, entering an active war zone. I might get hurt. I might get killed, and it's gonna be my own fault because I choose choose to go in there. And we got um, went into a tour bus with a military escort. We had to hand in our passports actually by going there. That, that's sketchy. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and they gave us very strict rules. Only um, if you're going to take photos, only take photos towards the north. Because if you take photos towards the south, and they end up on the internet, they can use that as intelligence against us if they ever uh, make it across the border. So they were very very strict instructions. And were so like, you could stand on South Korea, but take pictures of the north. Yeah, you you can only point your camera towards North Korea. Which is, I feel like that's incredible because the people that have got arrested in the past have like tried to steal posters from the North, which basically means they're trying to overthrow their government. No, but this, which I this, thought it would be the other way. This, this was more about them getting intelligence about the, mm-hmm. the military operation on the South side. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I went there from the South, so... Yeah. So of course they were like, "Hey, protect our interest. Yeah, we got you." Yeah, exactly. And um, they also said, "When when you're at the border, don't make sudden moves. Don't make <laughs> weird faces. Don't don't flip them off. Don't don't you know make loud noises all of a sudden." Exactly. Don't basically just. And, and they were serious about it. It was like we were in this. Uh, don't let your ringtone go off. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was it was. Like a military guy, serious, scary-looking dude. Like, saying, right, you're not gonna fuck around because that that's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Don't do it, you know. And and everyone, yeah, everyone was very quiet when we were there. And um, 
It's not a jovial place. No, it's and it's to say the least. It's it's not a joke. It's it's not a fun place to be. It's uh, like once you're there, you you see it and you see it looks exactly like in the pictures. And when you're there, you basically just want to get out of there because it's just so tense and uncomfortable and and yeah and you know you know there's uh, you're. That's a, you're just a couple of there's a million cannons pointed at you right there and you're surrounded in the you're just field. ready to get blown up at any given time exactly and and um I'm so interested and at one point we we went out to uh, near the bridge of no return which is the bridge where they exchanged prisoners of war like the, it was it was also they um you know that James Bond movie with the horrible theme song with Madonna. What's the name of it? Die, uh, Die another day. Die another day. Yeah, like that bridge where James Bond was exchanged upon. Like, that's, uh, <laughs> like, like if I, James Bond was there, we have to go. <laughs> yeah, like near near that bridge, um, th- there was a guard tower, and and the guy said that's that's North Korean guard tower. There's a soldier in there with a with a sniper rifle, and and he's looking at us right now. So. Don't point at him. Don't don't make uh, sudden moves. Don't. And but is, is his aim good? That's a good question. And he probably has some like Russian rifle from eighteen hundred sixty or something. Yeah, right. But still, like the message was clear. Like don't fuck <laughs> around. And and yeah, it, it was it was an amazing experience. I I'll, I'll never forget it. But I was glad I was the fuck out of there. It was uh, it was very interesting. There's was, a reason why they call it the Hermit Kingdom. Hermit Kingdom. Hermit Kingdom, yeah. Okay. I mean, just everything's kept within. Yes. yes. I mean, just like a hermit crab. Okay. Then all of a sudden, then they come out. Hmm. I didn't know that. But it's it's amazing how much they kept behind, or they keep behind wraps, like all the concentration camps. And we, we know about it, but we don't know to what extent, or the labor camps, and it's it's awful. Yeah, well, every now and then someone, um, I think one guy managed to escape from one and actually make it to South Korea, and he made a bunch of drawings of Mm -hmm. what it's like in those places. Have you seen... And if you look at those drawings, like, those drawings are just, they're they're very simple drawings, just, you know, but they're so haunting, and you can, if you, if, it's, it's the stuff made of nightmares, man, it's, it's... Have you seen the people that flee North Korea that make it to South, and then, like, they... They take those uh, big helium balloons and they fill it up with. Uh, I mean, it's not propaganda; it's the fucking truth that North Korea is full of shit and like there is a free world. You should flee. And then it, it the uh, the balloon goes to the North Korean side. Eventually, it pops, and then all the like propaganda falls out. Right. And then they realize, or because I mean, they're trying to stop that. Obviously, I mean, being part of a dictatorship. Right. But, but they, they don't want them to see the truth. But as soon as you have a balloon popping out with, because they have like a, the K-pop uh, music, yeah, the, the, like the movies, South Korean pop music, yeah, and movies, yeah, just some and like different types of books. I mean, Lord forbid a North Korean read a book about the truth. <laughs> that would be yeah. terrible. Yeah, and and uh, there's also this initiative. I've uh, again, I don't know the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes. But there's, you can donate your your flash drives that you don't use. Yes, and you send that's another it, thing. You send it to them, and they load it up with just data about like, hey, there's another world out there, and then they smuggle it into North Korea, and so that people within the country are waking up to what you know what they're a part of it's another world just right beside them yeah 
It's almost just like you have no idea what's going on in your neighbor's house. Kind of. You walk outside and the sun's out. We're great. We're having a great day. (laughs) You have no idea what the hell's going across the street. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy stuff. Would you you ever go uh, travel to North Korea? Well, not right now because what's the name? Like the Otto Warm Beer or something? Like the, that guy, that poor guy, he he got he got killed there. Yeah, Otto somebody. Yeah, because he went to the University of Virginia, I believe. Okay, which is like yeah. six or seven hours north of where I live, so it's still pretty much in the southeast. Hmm. But yeah. would I go to North Korea? Yeah, don't go there if you're from the U.S. I will answer that after I go to the bathroom. <laughs> These beers are going through. <laughs> If there's more, if they're still open, man, you can get another one for me. Light's still on, door's still open. I don't know. Let me take a look real quick. <laughs> All right, dude. You can either talk shit about me or uh, pause this. Test, 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 test. And we back, and we back, and we back. <laughs> Dick finally let go of my hand so I could use the restroom, <laughs> which was pretty nice because I've been wanting to go for like 30 minutes. <laughs> It was so bad. I went once, ordered beers, then went right back to the restroom. You went twice? Absolutely. I went, I got a two for one special. <laughs> how much, how much did you drink? To, to... I drank a lot of water, man. Okay. Yeah, only a few beers, but a lot of water throughout the day. Well, that's smart. That's a, that's a good, healthy thing to do anyway. Trying to. Well, that's, um... One, one habit I brought back from Australia, I wouldn't leave the house without a bottle of water, like a big bottle, one, one and a half liter bottle uh, of water, because if you don't, you just dry out there. It's Especially you, Perth. Perth is so dry. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't make it to the West Coast, so. If you, um, you, you sweat a lot there, because it's so goddamn hot, but... You, I live in the south, so I, I sweat as soon as I step outside for work. Two seconds into the heat, like it's, it's about a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, yeah. and uh, that's like, uh, that's um, close to forty. Yeah, it's 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 like forty Celsius. forty one Celsius, yeah. Yeah. plus about ninety five percent humidity. So well, that's that's the difference in in Perth. It's very dry, so mm-hmm. you sweat a lot, but the sweat evaporates right away. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you just get dry skin, dry. Dry lips, dry mouth. It's uh, it's very, very dry. dry lips. Who are you kissing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. It's just found a special someone out there. <laughs> oh, well. Don't tell the fiance. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Someone's in trouble. This, this show is gonna ruin my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a good time in Perth. Oh man, it was awesome. No, it um, no, it, it, it's just super. It's just super, super dry down there. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's nice. It's uh, I, I like the West Coast, especially south of Perth. You got uh, Margaret River. Yes, it's a beautiful, lovely area with vineyards and breweries, and they got the Margaret River chocolate. Is that the area with there. the um, with the pink uh, lake? Mm-hmm, I think. Uh, it, I think that's in. Queensland in, on the on the east coast. I know, I know. There's, I think there's a couple of pink ones on the east coast, but there's one that's like super pink. I haven't I, been I'll, there. I'll have to look into my notes, but I think it was like eight hours southeast, maybe of Perth. Could be. 
because it was on my list of to-do things while I was out there. And then I was looking in like how to get there. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to spend hundreds of dollars just to get there from Perth. Not <laughs> to mention spending money to fly to Perth. <laughs> I was like, this has got to be on the second trip. There's no way. I went. I went to the one in uh, Queensland from uh, near near the Whit Sundays. The Pink Lake. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was shit. Don't go there. <laughs> Where exactly was it at? It was. It was somewhere close to Whit Sundays. And all right. Yeah, it was just not impressive at all. It was really yeah. Because I tried going to one near Melbourne, and I think I I missed it by a week. Okay, because there's something with the temperature and everything outside that like makes the maybe the conditions weren't perfect. But I was just looking at it, and it just looked like a very plain looking average lake. It was really yeah. It wasn't. It took almost two. It was a two hour detour to. Damn you, there. Google, just looking so fucking great on the internet. <laughs> you mean there are filters for things that we look at online? No. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, there was that was one of the few disappointments I had there. It was. Uh, what is your biggest disappointment in Australia? Oh, that's a good question. I, I've, I've rarely been disappointed in Australia, really. Low expectations or just exceeded your expectations? No, but there's, there's just, um, there's just a lot to like there, man. There's it's, so much to like. It's unbelievable. It's they have a little bit of everything. Their tourism, you know, like department they, should pay they, us. They <laughs> they should, yeah. Or they should give a free plane ticket for us. How about that? Yeah, if you're listening out there, uh, Qantas and what what other uh, airlines are out I there? I love Qantas. Yeah, they're great too. I yeah. upgraded for, for. I booked a one way ticket from Melbourne to Sydney on accident, first class. <laughs> And it it was it wasn't even expensive, really. Like I think they were out. I of, never flew, flew uh, first class. It was right? my only time flying first class. I I tried booking a regular cabin and they were out. So I think it cost me. I used my miles, but it ended up being maybe fifty or sixty dollars. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. And then they sat me in first class, and then I looked at my credit card statement. I'm like, God, they better not have charged me out the <laughs> ass for this. And I was good. That's good, man. So, Qantas, please fly there and please sponsor this podcast. Yes. Yeah, you, you can sponsor us by buying us uh, plane tickets. And I will, I will uh, sing your praise every show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we will put your name in the Bible. <laughs> no, we I, will I, pray I, to Qantas. I, I, I flew with them a couple of times, and and every time it was just a good experience, you know. Just, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You ask you ask Aussies how it is, and they're like, "Oh, it's shit. It's <laughs> it's really not that bad. I promise." <laughs> yeah, they um, not not everyone there uh, really realizes how awesome they have it there. They really don't. Nothing like this fucking Ryanair shit that I've been dealing with. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, but I'm also talking in general. Like, it's funny to to see what. Uh, Australians complain about yes it's <laughs> it's great same <laughs> thing same thing with Americans it's awesome yeah but even like you're from the US I'm from the Netherlands two first world countries who are pretty much you know in in the yeah you, you can call them they're both like in the in the close to number one of the best place to live in the world pretty much and yeah and if you but and Australia is is probably it's it's better than us because they always got much they got better weather their economy is just always great because they got so much natural resources and economy in Australia is just amazing you know like they b- being a bartender uh, I 
I got paid there uh, twenty five bucks an hour on the on in the evening or on the on the Saturday or Sunday. That would be like thirty or thirty five. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and and that's uh, by law, like Wh- which is incredible. They're not allowed to pay less than that. And I worked on uh, Anzac Day, which is their military day. They pay their respects to the military. And that's what April twenty fifth. I think yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, they. Uh, it's kind of like Remembrance Day for you guys. And Anzac's Day is a really fun. It, well, I, I was working during the day, but but it you was, saw you saw other people have fun. But that was okay because they almost paid me sixty dollars an hour to pour beers. Sixty dollars for someone else's holiday hour. that you don't recognize. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I know it's a holiday, but you have to work, Dick. No, don't make me celebrate <laughs> someone else's holiday. That's terrible. And it was it was a good mood. I was having a couple of drinks behind the bar too, you know, and they're cool with drinking on the job, Dick, because they're just. Laid back, you know. They're so they're, laid back. It's they don't. They just don't care. They're. It's all about having a good time. Just as long as you do your job and you work hard, and you know they're 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 cool with that. You know. I can't wait to marry an Australian. That's just gonna happen. You should, man. Then 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 you can stay there too. Oh man, dual citizenship. That that would be your. Yeah. I don't think there's uh, you can have a much better ticket than that Australian and American. Passport. No, you really can't. <laughs> Yeah, well, plenty of gorgeous women out there Jesus too. Christ. So you, <laughs> you have no idea. You better, you better go back there and find one. Find yourself a nice surfer gal. I I found a nice little one from uh, Coogee Beach. <laughs> yeah, she was she was a real nice girl. But turns out, uh, it's kind of hard uh, dating someone ten thousand miles away. Yeah, to well, say the least. I hear you. I managed to do that though. Actually, got to marry one. It was like yeah, ten thousand miles away, pretty much. <laughs> Very close. Yeah. Yeah. That's you find next, yourself a nice American. Yeah, nice American gal. That's gonna be the next chapter, man. How'd you rope her into it? Uh, when a know, man, man loves a woman. Yeah, and all and all that jazz. <laughs> and all that jazz. We're not New Orleans. Yeah. Well, she lives near New Orleans. West Florida. Yeah, it's just one of those things that sort of happened. Neither of us really planned on it. We just walked into each other. and oh, If you planned it, it would be terrible. Yeah, we just walked into each other and, and it just worked out better than... Um, I don't know, man. It's uh, It was just uh, love at first sight and all that shit. <laughs> and all that shit. <laughs> so you just saw her and you thought, you know what? Well, when I first I'm saw a- her, I was like, damn, she's sexy. Then you know, then then we um, we started talking, and then it was like, wow, she's really really cool too, and, uh, <laughs> and she can carry a conversation. Tell me more. <laughs> exactly. You mean I can look at a woman without wanting to shoot myself in the head? <laughs> this is a foreign concept. <laughs> a beautiful woman that's interesting to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. She's well, got to be an alien. Yeah. Well, she might be. You're gonna find out though. Yeah. Well. We uh, we we travel to have the world for each other many times at this point, you know. No, oh, that's awesome. Especially having a travel-minded person. It yeah, she, she's she's even an, more so maybe than I am. Man, like um, uh, the fir- first time like I met her in Florida. Then she came over. She came to visit me here in the Netherlands. 
And then she went to New Zealand to live and work there for a year. And then I visited her there. And then um, I went back and then she visited me in the Netherlands again. And then she went to South Korea of all those places, of all places. And that's where we... we <laughs> Out we of all those places. We, we, we went, I went with her to the North Korean border too. And um, yeah, I visited her there, went to Japan together as well. And then I visited her. She came to visit me in, in Australia, too. And then I visited her in the States. Lived with her for three months. Had a great time. And that kind of... I don't know, that period kind of... Um, it uh, was like, I've seen you all all across the world. Yeah, I'm not going to meet someone else like this. Yes. I'm locking this one down. Exactly. And um, How selfish are you, dick? Well, <laughs> hey, man. I asked her an honest question, which she could say no to, and she said yes. So I that guess... Is, she, she had the option. I guess she kind of likes me, too. So. <laughs> it's a, it is a 50-50 guess. <laughs> so shout out to the lucky lady, Mary and Mr. Dick. Yeah. Uh, I love her, man. She's the best. I don't think a travel-minded person could marry someone... That's just, you know what? Let, let's just go to a beach two hours away for our annual vacation every year. Yeah. I, I think that's number one on the list. Like, it's not going to work out at mm. all. No. No, I, I feel very lucky that I uh, walked into this one. Because, I mean, as soon as you want to go to another country, like, there's just some people that don't get it. True. Like we touched on, I mean... I um I know this guy. He was a fucking piece of shit of a human being, in many ways. The bankrupt company. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to name names, but he was. He beep, was beep this out. Yeah. Beep, <laughs> yeah. beep, beep. <laughs> but that guy, like, um, someone told me. Like, uh, but that's that's that has nothing. That the whole story has nothing to do with this. But someone uh, asshole guy. Yeah, asshole guy. Just a fucking asshole and. And he uh, apparently, he he uh, his wife wanted him to go on vacation. Then they were sitting in the car. They they were driving to Spain, mm-hmm. and by the time they just crossed into Belgium from the Netherlands, which is like less than three hours away from home, he was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to take this. Turn back around. I want to go home." And then he went back home, and the next day he was back at work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Did and, you ever, but there's a lot of people like that, you know. There's, there's, um, that that that's another big thing in Europe. A lot of people have caravans. Yeah. And if you ever watch the old Top Gear when it was still great with uh, Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond and James May, they would make fun of caravans and the caravan lifestyle and people who, who own caravans. Like the caravans with the bed in the back, or no, it's actually like this little. It, it's not like the big, huge, uh, super luxury caravans. Is you it guys, the caravan with the bench seating? Uh, I mean, it's it's just basically just a tiny like in the U.S. You have caravans that are huge, mm-hmm. like people people haul them with their trucks, and they're basically the RVs. It pretty the, much like recreational yeah. vehicles. Yeah, but 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 over here in Europe, we have these shitty little caravans that people drag behind behind their Volvos and Opals. You know, is it like a small camper almost? Kinda, yeah. All right, and and they always make fun of that. And that then, sounds miserable. And there's yeah, but there's people who just you know they 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 have one. And then they go to the same camping place every year that's like one and a half hours away from their house. And they, then they do that for 30 years. It's it's weird. <laughs> yeah. For face value. I just don't get it. You know, what, what's the, yeah. 
and and those things are expensive too. Yes, especially if you buy them new, they're expensive, and and staying in one of those places is pretty expensive for and you're, you're taking your shit on this like tiny little toilet it's with so, chemicals in it it's you know? so miserable it's yeah i just don't get it and, and if you if you take the money you could fly to to thailand or whatever or, or even fly to spain or, or italy like or, or even just rent a car and just drive through italy or, or france those yeah. are just gorgeous gorgeous places and if you're mar- if you're married retired maybe it makes sense because you can have one for months at a time but if you're just taking out for a week or two here and there no they they in in the summer they just drive through to their camping park it there for a month and just sit in front of it and live in there and then they go back home hmm i don't get it like for a fa- lot of people do it yeah for face value because, like... because they're they're shittiest drivers <laughs> they they just clog up the highways yeah, if if you're one of those people, I forbid you from listening to the show. I hate you. Fuck I, you. I hate, I hate everybody driving. <laughs> I have the I have the best and the worst road rage ever. <laughs> I never get mad, but I'll let you know my displeasure really I'm, quickly. I'm a very laid back driver, man. I I always just kind of give people space. But if you cut me off, I'll yeah. I yeah. I mean, as as long as you don't do injustice to me. There's injustice everywhere in this damn world, especially on the fucking highways. <laughs> and it just happens to be towards me while I'm going to work. There's nothing like the fast lane of someone going about five miles an hour oh, thinking, that's annoying. Yeah. Thinking, thinking they're doing a service to the fucking world. Who do you think you are? <laughs> get the fuck over. <laughs> I'm going 20 over the speed limit. You got to get out of here. Oh, yeah. So have, you're going to get. Have, have you ever driven on the Autobahn in Germany? I need to. Uh, if if you do, you need to rent a cool car too. I get my butler to get my Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, there's something like a horn finger yelling out the window. Fuck you, get out of my way. I got point A to point B. Let's do this. And I hate rubberneckers. Terrible. What does that mean? So we're driving on the highway. Right. We're going straight. Yeah. There's a wreck off to the side of the road. But guess what? We want to do. We want to take our eyes off the road and we want to look at this fucking wreck. Yeah, slow down. So we got we got to slow down, cause a big holdup in traffic. The wreck is not impeding anyone from driving. See, I'm even, I'm even about to go to the metric system. It's about ten meters off the road, right? But we have to slow down to look at it, which is thirty feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> How about this? We go point A to point B. Let's get to point B and then let's use our fucking phones. Let's get on Google. What happened on Interstate 1? What happened on this highway? Oh, 36 people died. Well, that's great. Well, now I'm alive and I don't care. <laughs> oh, but I have to see it in person. No. How about let's that's, save this 30 minutes of traffic and let's keep moving. That's that's why I uh, that's why I can't wait for self-driving cars. I, I love the idea of just cars driving themselves. Yes. And as long as I can... can asshole dr- computers getting mad at other asshole computers. Well, as as long as I can drive my own car, car if I want to, or at the track or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I, I really don't mind. I, I don't understand why people are so scared of it. I don't understand why people are... It's changed. It. Yeah, it's, it's people just, are scared of change, just like they're scared of travel. It's progress, yeah, yeah, and and travel. Yeah, I'll never go to Europe or Australia. People will murder me. Um, you can die a mile from your home. You can die inside your home. Yeah, you so, can die because of carbon monoxide poisoning inside your own home. Yeah, no, or, but 
or if you're if you're like a short circuit somewhere, yeah, you just get electrocuted, especially with your 110 volts in you. Yeah, right. right? It, yeah. <laughs> I got to get that strong converter. <laughs> I, I blew out my GoPro in Australia. I won't do it here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I but, mean, so people are, people just worry about change and they're scared. And I mean, I think that, I think that's a good message too. Like, um, yeah, if if you're thinking about traveling somewhere, if you have a dream of seeing something, whatever it is, if you ever want to see Paris, or if you ever want to see the Northern Lights, or if yeah. you ever want to see New York, or if you ever want to see, I don't know, Rome or or the North Pole. I mean. I'm glad you mentioned all those places. Flying is so cheap now, too. I mean, yeah. If if, if, if you, you plan in advance, you can... If you got a decent job and you're not retarded with your money, you can but, you can do that. But that's, that's what makes money and credit cards so great. <laughs> credit card companies are alive because people are shitty with money. Yeah. They're just handing out free dollars left and right. Yeah. Oh, I haven't paid. It seems that way, though, I but it's not free. <laughs> I, oh, it's just a card. I can swipe it three years later. Why? Oh, why do I owe 20 grand? I only spent three. Yeah, because you don't read how much your rates are. You yes. don't read all this compounding interest. Like you. So there's people like that that give people like me free flights whenever I sign up for a credit card and then get like the sign-up bonus. Do you have that in Europe? Yeah, some, like, especially American Express gives a lot of... Um, uh, yeah, y'all hate miles. American Express. Yeah, and yes, I said exactly. y'all. That's in the south. That means you all. It's <laughs> real easy. Just say y'all. Yeah, American Express. It's it's the best card if you want to get free miles and and uh, for airlines and mm-hmm. stuff. But if you're if you travel, it's a horrible card. Yeah, uh, Visa or Mastercard is way easier because it works pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah, I, I've had American Express for a while, and I, I kind of like it because it kind of has like a prestige to it in a way. Absolutely, it says American. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, it, Diners Club is even is even more so. But a Diners but, Club, what's up? You, you never heard of that? Diners Club. That's the very first credit card. That's 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 a very prestigious card to have, but it doesn't get accepted anywhere. It you is, said prestigious. I have nine of those. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. No, that's um, yeah. You should Google it. Should Diners Club credit card. It was um, it it gets accepted in very fancy restaurants still. All right. When and, you, whenever and nice. you say Diners Club, I'm thinking like a Waffle House. <laughs> thinking like a Waffle House. Um, <laughs> buy five All Star specials, you get a six one free. No, basically you get, you get Mastercard and Visa. Those are like Maestro. Maestro. Well, yeah. Those are the credit cards for for everybody, and and they're they're the best ones to have because they work everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, American Express, and that's kind of well. It doesn't get accepted everywhere, but it kind of has kind of an uh, elite vibe to it in a way. Yeah. And Diners Club even more so. Like there's there's just a handful of places that still accept that one. It's also pretty old. Mm-hmm. And I don't have one. I have no reason to. I'm not. I'm not a rich guy. Like yeah. I have no reason to have one. But. Uh, yeah, but it looks uh, good. it looks cool on the date. It looks cool. Yeah, like when I was working on hospitality, like every every t- the, the few times a guy would pull out a diners club credit card, it was like, all right, like this guy's legit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna leave a tip even though he doesn't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diners club. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, this, the story behind it is pretty cool. It started out as um, like the guy who came up with it. He he. Um, 
He was like a rich guy. I think it was in New York or somewhere. And and he was, uh, he went to a couple of restaurants and I I forget the exact story, but he he it started out with well I go out to dinner I'll give you I'll I'll leave you a, a note and I kind of have like a, a tab going at all of your place or something and if mm-hmm. you, if I show this card you'll just add to my tab and I'll pay just at the end of the month or something like that it, it was a story something like that yeah that's, that's how it started yeah. that's pretty cool yeah and then that's what credit cards came to today yeah it's um. I think they they should have IQ tests before they hand out credit cards to people. <laughs> That's what caused the fucking 2008 housing collapse. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have were, you read that story? Uh, I I sort of kind of know how it went. Just basically, just um, the Big Short. They just fantastic they, book they, by the way. They just gave money to a bunch of people who weren't who were never gonna pay that money back and basically they did that a million times and yeah because like because one what's the name of the book the big short the big short and um who who wrote it i cannot think of it they made a movie and steve carell um a couple other big names were in it i haven't seen the movie yet but i read the book the book is great I'll look it up. And it was, uh, it was I'm, I'm fascinated by the whole thing, too, because I remember it all too well, and I, I felt the effects of it, too, after I got out of college. It was mm-hmm. so hard to get a job. Yeah. Like, I mean, it happened in our lifetimes. Like, yeah. Like, you read about it. Well, back in the 40s and 50s and back in the 20s and the Great Depression, like, this was our Great Depression. Yeah. Well, people weren't jumping off buildings, though. So. Some may have wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, this... Uh, yeah, they are giving mortgages to just everybody. Because one example they used in the book, there was a single mother, uh, I think in Miami or somewhere in South Florida. She bought it like a five-bedroom house. as her second or third house, and she had a couple of kids. And like she was, she had one job, just re- just just a regular job. Right, nothing fancy. Her Thirty, forty thousand a year, nothing, just very average. Right. And you're buying a two hundred thousand dollar home. <laughs> On top of what you already have. They're like, eh, why not? We'll just give her the mortgage. Yeah, that somehow doesn't add up. So basically, a guy saw a bunch of, like a, like a big list of all these people that couldn't afford mortgages. So he bought insurance against the subprime mortgages. So basically, he was betting on these mortgages to fail. <laughs> and so he basically created his own market because there was everyone that he asked, he's like, we don't do those because we don't know what the fuck they are. And he's like, subprime mortgages, this is where this happens. And then if the if the mortgage loans fall out and then she goes bankrupt, whatever, that's where I'm paying the premiums and I get paid out. So basically, right. so many mortgages failed and all those that failed, he got rich off of. That's fucked up. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It, no it, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't even say ethically. <laughs> I wouldn't say he fucked up. No, no, no. I mean, because that, that, I would say. I mean, I, I, I mean, props to the guy. He's obviously smart. Smart as fuck. That's, that's pretty fucked up, though. You no, know, it is fucked up. <laughs> but what's more fucked up are, the, I, but, are, but, are, are these companies like, looking uh, at him like, oh, this guy's stupid. This will never happen. It did. And right. guess what? That's why Bank of America and all those other fucking places, like, they're like, Hey, we don't we don't want to pay you, and like, you fucking have to. Otherwise, you're going under. 
<laughs> so that's why all these like hedge fund guys, like they, I, I forgot the percentage, but I think they made more than 600% on their investment. Jesus. Like these guys, like. Yeah. I think there, there's like when when things are just going very very wrong. There's always a bunch of money, uh, people s- making money. Off someone, it. yeah, a hundred people can lose. One guy is making money. Yes, yes. Because um, I think <laughs> that fucking. Guy. I mean, it, it, I, was about I, a, it was a bit about a year and a half into the operation. I mean, it, I, it was right to the point where he's like, I don't know if it's going to pan out. But like him and like two other guys, right? Like, we we have to stay strong. And they're like, Yeah, you're right. Next week, bam. Housing market goes down. All right, we're getting good. Next week, keeps getting worse, worse, worse. When things get worse, it gets better for them because they're getting paid. How, how much money did they make off it? Oh, wow. I think if, if I said $500 million, it, I would be... <laughs> I, no, that, that would be a low number, honestly. I think I think it would be a low number. Right. Well, I kind of respect that, man. You got to do what you got to do. Love it. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a hard, cruel world out there, and you got to look after yourself. Hey, I mean, good for them. If you're not doing the fucking, someone's getting fucked. I mean, true. Yeah. Hey, like, survival of the fittest. Like, yeah, for I, sure. I love it in, in every aspect of life. Yeah. And um, spoiler alert: if you haven't read the book, they go to a they go to a convention, and then like the guy is trying to convince him this one Chinese uh, financial backer to help him out so that he can buy more insurance. And this Chinese guy laughed at his face and he's like, this will never fucking work. You're poor. Get out of my face. And then like a year later, that's when he started raking in the money. The Chinese guy, he bought so much real estate in the wrong places, he went bankrupt and everything. <laughs> so it was kind of like karma coming back around. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, some people just, uh, are, yeah, so, some, some people just can see things that are, can that other people can't. Yeah. yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. Because anybody could have done it. It's just if you do the, yeah. If you do the time. There's, there's, um, of course you, you, rem- you're, you're the same as HSMA. You, you remember the first iPhone coming out. Years ago, yeah, it was two thousand eight or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, Some, something like that. Seven. Yeah. yeah, when that came out, uh, my my uh, my dear grandfather was still alive back then. He he had um, he had a bunch of stocks and stuff. And when that came out, my first thought was buy buy Apple stock mm-hmm. when I saw that. And and you know that I I was like um, yeah I. I was just like a like a nineteen eighteen year old kid or something, mm-hmm. and back then I was I was kind of too shy and insecure to tell my grandfather who who had a bunch of stocks and who knew about all this stuff to tell him like buy this stuff because I think this is gonna be big. Yeah, and I should have told him, but I never did. Ah, because regrets. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but but. I don't know. That that's one moment I remember where I saw something coming, very clearly. Because when I saw that, I was pretty sure that was going to be especially huge. being young, seeing technology, and you're like, all all my friends around me, they're going to use this. Yes. Yeah. They're going to use it now. They're going to use it in a year. I can see it in two or three years. It's going to be used. This is the future. Yeah. And I should have told him, but I never did. Yeah. 
That's that's another good lesson, I guess. Just just. Um, and then he had like a million euros in the stock market, and he was like, "I want to gamble." And, he <laughs> and that's when you're like, "Well, I have an idea." <laughs> well, I don't I don't know about numbers, you know. Like uh, we never really talked about that, but he uh, yeah he he had a he, he was a successful guy, still one of my greatest uh, uh, examples for me in life, really. I hope I if if I ever um, get to be half the man he was, I'll be happy. Yeah, sounds like a hell of a guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, uh, he did was, he do much traveling? Yes, actually he did. Yeah, with his family and his wife, and uh, he uh, he was uh, he was a doctor. He um, he built a hospital basically in the in the town he lived in. I'm glad we have doctors. Love them. I don't know how they do it. And and he um, like uh, many years ago, there was um, in the Netherlands. Like well, this, this country is mostly below sea level, you know. Mm-hmm. And he sorry, you won't be here in another fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. make sure to visit before then. <laughs> well, you know, like if we're sitting at this pier, we still got like mm, two meters left or something, so it can raise <laughs> a little bit. So it's all good for now. I can walk in puddles. This place is nice. Yeah. But uh, no, like um, like fifty, sixty or so years ago, um, we hadn't uh, really mastered the water yet here, and and we um, in the fifties we we've had um, like an entire city flooded and a whole bunch of people died and drowned, and so. But uh, at one point, he he was he was also in the um, uh, the, the hospital unit of the. Uh, part of the military for a little mm-hmm. bit, and, and he, as a uh, as a young guy in his late twenties, he he saw what was happening, and he wanted to evacuate an, an entire city because, like, hey, there's sick people here, there's people dying here, and um, if we don't get these people out of here, we're gonna get a bunch of diseases here because there's you know like just corpses in the street and shit, and then mm. uh, you know. And, um, uh, the, the, his his uh, higher command said, "Well, you don't know anything. You're you're just a, like a lower. That's a shitty leader. Yeah, you're just like a lower rank guy. I don't have to listen to you. No, that's terrible. And then he actually um, wrote a letter and went went to the to the guy who was uh, the the, um, the prince of of our country, which is like which has like a high command in the military too. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Netherlands is a monarchy. It's a different system than, than the US. But if you're part of a royal family, um, especially if you're like a prince or the crown prince, you have uh, military influence. And he wrote a letter to him and actually got to talk to him as, as like, a, like a guy who's younger than us now. And he's, he's right away, he signed off on it. He like the entire city got evacuated, thanks to him, and he just. Saved. Which city was this? I forget. Like it, it, I heard a story a long time ago, but he he was a hero, man. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of respect for him. Like the uh, name hero is amazing. The yeah. definition that goes behind it, it can be thrown around very well, he, loosely. He's, but he's saved a bunch of people. Though. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. he's definitely a hero, but. Just an everyday conversation, be like, oh, he's my hero. Like, yeah, it's almost like, the same as awesome. You know, yeah, it's like, like awesome. Like, if like you really, many, if you really look at the definition of awesome, like we, that's what it's a very overused word these days. 
Or epic, that's another epic. one. Epic. If everything's epic, what's average? Nothing's as ep- nothing is epic if everything's epic. Yeah. Yeah. But how many true heroes like have you met in your life? A few, for sure. Not many, but a few. The guy we we're talking about earlier, the guy from New Zealand who actually went out to Afghanistan fighting fucking bad guys. Absolutely. That guy's a hero, for sure. I, I met a cu- couple of dudes in America who also went out and just fucking killed some bad guys those yeah. guys are heroes too 1000 percent and because um, i went to high school with a bunch of guys that if, uh, if, if you're if you're if you're a firefighter you're a hero if you're a cop you're a hero if you're if you're a, a paramedic you're a hero you know absolutely heroes yeah but i still hate the debate whenever people say well they're heroes well why don't they get paid millions a year like professional athletes I hate that fucking debate. That is the worst shit ever. <laughs> when is the last time someone bought tickets to someone else pumping air into someone's lungs? Like, <laughs> come on, Johnny, you can fucking do it. Save his life. Come on. Like wearing, wearing a Johnny jersey and everything. Right. Well, you, you, I mean, being a hero is not about getting rich, you know? No, I, I, that's what I agree with. Yeah. But there's so many people... <laughs> Like Facebook comments, those are those are the best ever. Uh, I I try to avoid Facebook for the most part. I kind of I'm kind of on it because I have to because of you know like the website and podcast. Yeah, it's, it's how you keep in touch. And but um, yeah, there's uh, I mean most of the time most of the shit I see on there is just it's garbage. It is. But yeah. it, it's man, and, and uh, it's so I, entertaining to watch. It really is. Don't don't you love the people who think they have like really deep thoughts? And they, and know. then one troll just like, <laughs> see, that's what I do. Like someone can, someone can pour their heart and fucking soul out into something. And what I'll say is you spelt your wrong. You fucking moron. <laughs> it's not you are feelings. No, it's your feelings. You own feelings, <laughs> your feelings. There's no apostrophe. Right. Yeah. And yeah, but that's the thing. Like, like the web the website I run, which this podcast is tied to. It's it's um, it's, it's pending sponsors. It's, from yes, this beer company, pending pending sponsors from this beer company, and this beer is great. It's uh, it's working very well. It's working well. <laughs> I think another one might work for me too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a website. It's like a travel blog, kind of. That that's how I started up. But that that whole industry is just so full of self-indulgent bullshit like every everyone in there thinks they have deep thoughts because they travel to a couple of different countries and yeah because they have a voice and yeah yeah and it's and it's it's the same formula everywhere too like they um there's it's it's always like a picture of them standing in in, in front of a sunset with like the instagram filter and then some miss uh attributed quote on yeah. top of it some like, epic, uh, epic uh, fucking quote. Epic, amazing quote, yeah. When life gets you down, make sure you grab your lemons and you make lemonade. But yeah. I'm standing on a mountain and I'm sweating. <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> life is terrific whenever you're in a hammock and you're on the island when the breeze is going 15 miles per hour. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> get out of here. Quit this bullshit you just Googled. Inspirational quotes. Yeah. Inspirational quotes that my mommy would like. It's 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 uh, lazy it's easy it's it's uh it's intellectually insulting i think intellectually insult that's good yeah 
It's, I think uh, what I want to start doing is put there, when they say a pitch is worth a thousand words, <laughs> it's worth way more because there's there's always a story behind it. And what I want to start telling is like the abs, absolute story because everyone like you put on Instagram. Oh my god, that picture is so great. Let me tell you about my day getting there. <laughs> I stepped in dog shit right before I took this picture. My day sucked. It was raining right before this picture. I'm smiling right now, but guess what? There was a... Oh, that, that made me think in Barcelona, a bird shit on my head right before I entered the <laughs> hostel. It was great. <laughs> and it still wasn't even like my top five worst days in Europe. Well, I mean, bird shit on your head is not that horrible. You take a shower, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was really fun. I'll have to, I'll have to show you a selfie because as soon as that happened, I was like, it felt like an acorn hit my head. <laughs> and then I was like, there's not an acorn under this tree. Hmm. Wait, I'm not under a tree. A bird shit on my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but that's the thing. And that, that's kind of the thing I'm trying to do with my own website. You know, like I, I just try to give like an honest narrative about the, the cool shit I've seen. Just put put some nice photos on there. And in the meantime, with the podcast, I just try to talk to some interesting people with some cool stories. And then yeah. that's it, man. I just try to bring some honesty in there. And I'm actually... Um, Paid a bunch of money to to be a part of this this travel blog thing um, to where they teach you how to build a travel blog. You know, like when I started that shit, I was still like, it was like nomadic mat or something. No, no, it was I forget the name of it. Wandering like, Earl. No, it was like every travel blog advertises this because they get a very good. Um, Commission? Commission if people sign up to it. Uh, I've, damn, what's the name of it? It's like the the, the travel blog initiative or something. Um, Was it American-based or? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and and it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, like the training they put up is pretty good. And you got this Facebook group, but it's basically just one big echo chamber of, you know, just hey where are you now and what are you doing now mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's kind of bullshit and i'm kind of pissed at myself that i <laughs> that that i spent like 500 bucks on it or something there, there's so many courses like that now yes actually, it, it, it's, it's like that it's a fucking scam ultimately it's not worth it's it's like i would pay 50 bucks for it that would be a fair price for it but yeah you know but but they they sell it so well and and you know like ultimately um I, I'm I'm an internet guy, so so I I know how to build a website. I, I know SEO. I, I know all that shit. So it was just completely useless for me. But I guess if you absolutely know nothing, if you're a beginner, yeah, then then it would be helpful. But it was it just wasn't good for me, and it's way too expensive for what it is. Yeah, I mean you can if if you spend that money on books, on building a website, taking good photos, or doing social yeah. media, you, you'll get much more information, much more high-quality information, but because I don't know, man. I fell for it, so it's on me, the, too. The people that... I, I'm not going to hate on them because because I fell for it, too, and, and whatever. But it, it was... I mean, it's it's not like they're, they're selling bullshit or whatever. The information in there is good, but... Yeah, yeah, it's I, not it's not world revolutionary or anything. It's not no no, and and it never is if if you can buy some like invisible internet course that you can download in yeah. in one minute for for like five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever. But you know, like it's it, like a loose guideline. It's like 
we'll kind of hold your hand, kind of like Dick's still holding mine <laughs> <laughs> through the course. And then we'll, we'll teach you a little bit about the ropes and then this and that. However, yeah, you still got to put in the hard work. You still got to figure out shit. That's for sure, man. So that's why if you're a beginner, it's really good. But yeah, if, if you know absolutely jack shit, then it's a good way to, to, to do it. But I met some guys like that in Ibiza. They, um, and, are, and the professional travel blogger people who kind of like put their personality out there, aren't they the most annoying fucking people in the world, honestly? <sighs> yes and no. <laughs> the reason I say yes and no is because yes, they are annoying. And the other half, when I say no, because they're not annoying, they're boring. Yeah. And that's an even bigger insult. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I've, like, this guy that uh, I watched videos from is a Lost LeBlanc. I don't know. There's like a million. He makes terrific videos and he's in Southeast Asia. I mean, we, we both know Southeast Asia is dirt cheap. You can stay there for six bucks for damn near six months. Like, it, it's nothing true yeah but just his personality throughout the videos i just i don't know can't do it (laughs) love the video quality i mean it does great work but watching it for entertainment i can't it's just very like yeah it's just very self-indulgent narcissistic annoying look at me yeah you know it's yeah I hate it. <laughs> which is funny you say like narcissistic, look at me, which I took like the opposite approach in Australia because I posted maybe five, six photos and it wasn't even because I wanted to like, like family and friends were like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Okay. I, I'll, I'll post something. Yeah. Yeah. Show me where you're at this, whatever. I'll do it. So I took the opposite approach of Europe. <laughs> I'm going to be in your fucking face updating all the time. I'm going to let you know where the fuck I'm at every single second. And I do not care what you think at all. But your, your recent, I noticed that because your, your photos from Europe, uh, yeah, you posted a lot of stuff on Facebook and, and, but it was entertaining, you know, it was, yeah. like you were just kind of making a joke. You were standing in front of a statue and kind of I- imitating, the statue and it was it was fun like you actually provided some value and i could tell you weren't after getting validation or whatever yeah. you know and and that's um yeah that's the one thing yeah I just, yeah like, my validation just, is it's a helicopter the cops are looking for you man jeffrey this way <laughs> this is my escape my escape <laughs> helicopter yeah it's not i mean the validation i have is being over here like that's enough like yeah. My goal is to get over here. I'm here. Like I'm validated enough. I I don't do not care what people think back home. It's the same thing. How'd you do it? You you say it like it's a mystery, like it's a puzzle. Yeah, just work hard, save money, don't 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 spend money on on dumb shit. On dumb shit don't for go, a while. Don't go to the bar. If if we want if we want to have a Don't buy expensive TV, don't buy Game, uh, computer games don't don't spend a bunch of money on like yeah know. like we're not we've been in, like I live in my same hometown I grew up in so as far as like going out when I'm home I, I rarely go out what are we gonna do have some epic night no <laughs> I don't care about that can I have an epic night in Sydney Australia probably fucking so yeah. so that's gonna happen yeah or if the right things in the right city like I'm only here once or twice. That's going to happen. 
Right. So I'm not going to go out in Columbia, South Carolina and spend three, 400 bucks just on drinks when... And that, you can do that easily. If oh, you easily. Yeah. I, I can go to a group of 20 people and like, hey, we're all friends. Let's do this. Next two rounds are on me. That's dumb. That three, 400 bucks is going to last me a few weeks in another country. True. In yeah. Southeast Asia, Especially that's, that's going to last me 16 years. I mean... You've you never been there, right? I haven't been there. That's I mean, that, you. You you will love it. Go to Thailand first. <laughs> I got. I got to see the. I want to go to Bangkok to see the ping pong ball tricks. Yeah, I, I went there, and if if you ever go there, you'll you'll never forget about it, and you will walk out of there shell shocked. I don't know. I I just came from Amsterdam. Like, there, well, it's sh- sh- should I spoil alert the banana bar? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's what's well. I, I I've lived in the <laughs> Netherlands my entire life. I've been to Amsterdam many many times. Yes. but I've never been to the banana bar. You should have came with us, Dick. What's the banana bar in What's Amsterdam? What's the banana bar? <laughs> I'll tell you what the banana bar is. The banana bar is a lovely establishment where I wouldn't call them prostitutes, but I wouldn't call them strip. They're more strippers than prostitutes. They could be prostitutes if the patrons happen to pay for sex. However. At the banana bar, it's it's sex with a banana. <laughs> so you can you can pay f- uh, fifty euros for forty five minutes, or sixty euros. Yeah, sixty euros for sixty minutes, I believe. And when they say banana bar, it's literally just a bar. You get unlimited drinks for whatever time you paid for, and then well, you can pound a lot of drinks in one hour, though. Yeah, but man, these drinks are watered down with soda it's like an automatic dispenser of liquor so you get I'm, I'm describing it with my hands and no one can see but it's it's a very small amount of liquor let's say you get a rum and coke you get very little rum a lot of coke hey banana bar if you paid this podcast guess what <laughs> i would lie and just say these drinks are the best ever the strippers are the best ever so make sure you give your money to dick how cool would it be if i just pulled up a piece of paper and i'm like hey this is the banana bar in Amsterdam." yeah right <laughs> exactly <laughs> but uh yeah so you get unlimited drinks for the time and then there are like three small bars where the girls are dancing on top of the tables if no one's it's kind of like a strip club, it's basically like a strip club, but it's not like stadium seating or like arena sitting seating where there's a stage. Like there's no stage. It's just it's a small environment where girls are literally feet within you. So the more you tip, the more um, <laughs> the more activities or acts, tricks, magic, <laughs> magic tricks. If you want, that's what they. I don't know if you call them that because the ones we saw. Oh Jesus! What a time! What a time to be alive! Like there are Eastern European women putting bananas in their vaginas to make a living. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> this this is the American dream. Li- living in Am- this is great. The Netherlands are taking a note. That's good. But uh, so the first we walk in there, not even two minutes within uh, being in there. This girl puts a dildo into her vagina and tells this guy to back up. So he's looking at her like, am I in trouble or what's going on? <laughs> so like he stands like four or five feet away with his hands up like, what's going on here? And then like she just has her, she's sitting down on top, basically on top of the bar, but it's padded. So like the girls can lay down and do tricks. So her legs are completely spread 
and the buddies are just looking just as fucking confused as he is. <laughs> and then she just has this look like he's going to fucking get his. So like she's just looking at him and then all of a sudden from her vagina shoots a dildo about five feet across the <laughs> room. Like he's, he's bending back missing it. Like it's the fucking matrix. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm about two feet from behind him. So it lands a couple inches away from me and the group that I was with. And we were just like, what is going on here? Did she really just shoot that dildo about five feet across the room? That is unbelievable. And then the rest of the tricks, like apparently they have banana bars in other countries and it's just like everything else. They put a banana on a, or they put a condom on a banana. They put it in there and then they, after a while they unpeel or they take off the condom and then they unpeel the banana. And then if you paid for it, you get to eat the fresh fruit from their private parts. I kind of don't want to do that though from a stranger. Like, I don't know, man. No, 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 I'm with you. I, I, lo- <laughs> I, I, I love naked women. Yeah, who doesn't? But I'm not going to eat a banana from a stripper's pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I think that's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, I, I want to do it gently, but I'm not going to. <laughs> There's this one stripper, if you want to call her that, whatever. Whatever is respectful. Sure, we're going with that. Well, I mean, spades is <laughs> spade, right? It's strippers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're an entertainer. Yeah. No, no. Football players are entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me you're in the same boat as them. But... This one guy, I guess it was his birthday or bachelor party, and they all paid for him to eat a banana. <laughs> so he, he slowly went up to the banana, and she was like, no, be gentle. So as soon as his buddy heard that, he was like, this is a fucking perfect opportunity. My man had his mouth wide open on top of the banana, and this man jumps up out of his seat and pushes with both hands down on his neck, <laughs> down on the banana, on top of the pussy. So basically, the banana goes to the back of this guy's throat. The stripper looks concerned and startled that this guy's trying to eat her pussy at the same time. <laughs> and then just out of nowhere, <laughs> the stripper looks up and just she holds her hand back like she wants to slap this fucker, but doesn't really have the balls to. But then she's like, you know what? I'm a little smarter than that. I'm, I'm just going to let him eat the banana. <laughs> so she tells the guy that pushed down on the neck, come on, eat this banana. As soon as he went down, she wraps his legs or her legs around his neck so tight. <laughs> he could not get away while he was eating on the banana. So he was basically choking on the banana while he was going down on this stripper. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah so, so that was your Amsterdam experience that was the first five minutes of the bar. <laughs> like that's not even talking about the butt plugs they have in at all times apparently they have a postcard trick that I didn't see <laughs> the banana bar in Amsterdam and like I've, I've lived an hour away I've lived an hour away from this place it's incredible for for my entire life and I didn't know this was a thing <laughs> this, this is most definitely a thing and it's going to be open if we want to take the next train to go out there oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh dude that's fucked up <laughs> you got a train going straight into central we can make this <laughs> oh man that, that kind of the ping pong shows in in Bangkok are also pretty out there, man. Yes. It has, so a, it has a very, very dark, dark vibe to it. Like I was there with a with a good friend who was also from the US. He um he lives in Asheville now. 
uh, North Carolina. Mm, man. He, uh, he Hippie to, city. Yeah. Yeah. I, I met him in uh, Pensacola, Florida, when it, where I went to um, college as an exchange student. A uh, very good friend of mine. But we went to... Um, we went to Bangkok together. We partied there, and at one point we were in a in a, in a cab, and the cab driver um, asked us if we wanted to go to a ping pong show. <laughs> and we were there in the cab, and we were we were already way drunk, as you are when you're in Bangkok as a, as a like a dumb tourist. We were like, sign yeah, me up, fuck sure, it. Sure, let's go. Take us to this place. We don't know the city. Just we'll we'll go with you. We don't care. Yeah. We trust you, stranger. Yeah, we're we're lucky they didn't steal our kidneys or whatever. But uh yeah, we ended up in this place. It has a it had a very mafia kind of vibe to it. Mm. It was uh, like the dudes who we had to pay um entry to, they were very scary guys. And uh then we went in there. And the room looked like the most, um, the sketchiest strip joint you ever saw. And then... Like paint chipping off the walls and everything was kind oh, of yeah. barren and... It was, it was the sketchiest place you ever saw. It was, mm. uh... On top of that, just people yelling, five dollar! Kinda, yeah. That, and then, then, oh, then there was this show going on and it was kind of like the same, same couple of tricks. I'll repeat. <laughs> uh, the show was about like half an hour, forty minutes, and after you saw it, you 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 could stick around for as long as you want. And mm-hmm. and um, after the show was over, it was just mostly fun to look at the reactions of people. And most it, people were just disturbed by it, especially the chicks, uh, like the girls that were in there <laughs> who, who were there with their boyfriend or whatever. Like the look on their faces were just amazing. <laughs> How far did they shoot the ping pong balls? They could they could like make the ping pong balls uh, land into cups, you know. That's, that is incredible. It's pretty amazing. So I'm choosing uh, a Vietnamese chick for <laughs> beer pong. <laughs> it was Thailand. This was Thailand. Oh, it was Thailand. Yeah. All right, Thai chicks, sign up. Yeah, but you you don't you never really know if they're actually chicks or not. That's a that's a danger too. A lot of lady boys there. So the lady boys doing ping pong tricks. Well. I'm not sure about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's uh, but at the same time, would they be lady boys if they got the surgery? Because I mean, clearly they're shooting uh, out their I'm, private I'm, parts. I, I'm I'm not an expert in that shit. You know, like oh man, I, I love talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's so many terms and there's so many things that yeah, you man, can call them, and then just, so even them isn't there's politically like correct. Sixty genders now, or something. That's that's another like new form of insanity that just yes. popped up in the last three years or something. Especially recently. I don't I don't identify with the guy. Well you're a woman. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't jump to conclusions. Yeah. I I'm, don't identify with a woman either. I, I identify What the fuck are you? I identify as a a barrel. As yeah, or or as a uh, attack helicopter. Or as a bench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I d I don't know. It's it's so weird and, and yeah, I don't know, man. I identify with the bench because everyone just sits on me. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they shit on me completely over and over. Yeah, Worldcom, mad, man. They, um, the, what, what's the, what's the um, expression again? Like the, the insane are running the asylum or something? I feel that's where we're at right now. It's getting close. Yeah. That's why free speech and everything's great, but yeah. It is, yeah. It's um, Jesus Christ. Like it, there, there becomes a point where it's like, what's going on? Free speech is great, and and 
but it should come from from all sides though it's it's more uh, i mean maybe it's, not it's, f- it's 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 great that these fucking it, nutty people get to say what they want but the, it, but people who say like well you're fucking crazy they they should they should be free just, to say that as well yeah and it, feel, it just, it just I, sucks I, they feel so entitled i feel that the rational side of this whole conversation gets shut down by a bunch of yelling and and all all kind of things no like, absolutely yeah that's why free speech is great but you have just a couple of morons that fuck up everything mm-hmm. it's like the same thing for marijuana like in the states you have a couple of potheads that want to smoke a weed all weekend and do absolutely nothing and be the stereotypical person that ruins it while you still have a ton of people that smoke weed and that are incredibly productive they get their job done whatever it helps them cope yeah they just want to get high on the weekend absolutely (laughs) but it's the it's the stereotypical skateboarder hey i'm gonna smoke pot and do nothing um that's not the whole world yeah like how many people do you know is like you know what hey dick Let's go smoke some pot and kill fucking people. <laughs> it doesn't happen. No, no. If it's, anything, you smoke pot, you're like, all right, let's ki- uh, I don't feel like killing people anymore. I just want to eat potato chips. Yeah. I'm okay. gonna, I, all right. I'm going to kill people tomorrow. <laughs> Dick, go get some potato chips because we're going to kick it tonight. But whenever we're not on the influence, then we can kill people. Like, come on. That's fucking ridiculous. I'll tell you something, man. I've never had like a very argument. Uh, I've, I've never had an argument to, got out of control with a guy that was high i never got into a fist fight with a guy that was high yeah like you, i never really heard of a serial killer that did it because he smoked weed you know? absolutely like, you never hear i smoke so much weed i'm gonna fuck you up yeah <laughs> and it's, it, it sounds funny yeah and the, re- the reason i think my words are so much more powerful not because i'm american however <laughs> i've never smoked weed in my life you, ne- you never did? No, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. You're, you're in the Netherlands, man. What are you doing? I just This is your opportunity. Yeah, I, it's, it's not the legality. It's just I'm not a fan of smoke. Oh, that's fair enough, I guess. Yeah. But the benefits and how people enjoy it, I, I'm all for legalizing it. Yeah, sure. I mean... It's just for... It, it's not for me. That's fair enough. But I, I'm, I can recognize that, hey, this is for a lot of people. Sure. And it, it's not for a lot of shitty people either. It's just that small percentage of shitty people that really do fuck it up. True. And it yeah. sucks. But it's the same with everything, man. It really is. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's like, it's just expre- old st- that's the expression, which is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. It's for old, stupid white people. They're like, marijuana's a terrible drug. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> really? Why, why don't you, why don't you burn down some and the, see the, how you feel? The people who are most against it should really smoke some weed. Absolutely. <laughs> Like I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and they were talking about just get the House of Representatives just blown out of their mind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they could come to an agreement on something. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I, I like Joe Rogan's show. Shout out Joe Rogan. Yeah. Hey, man. Shout out. You, you just got a shout out from the uh, from number one show that's got like a billion listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> See, Joe Rogan, you're number two to this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a yeah. good number two to be. Yeah, big fan, big fan. Yeah, he's he's almost got a thousand shows soon. That's pretty badass. Yeah, I saw that coming up. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he really uh, yeah changed changed the face of it. I think 
He's been doing it for a long time as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, Adam like, Carolla, he really, he, he, I think he was the first guy who kind of, um, he was the first guy who transitioned from the successful radio show to a podcast and was actually really su- successful at it. Mm-hmm. Because Stern went to satellite radio. Yeah. So Joe Rogan used to work with Adam Carolla on the man show. He did? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I think I think Joe Rogan was the host and a writer. Huh. And the Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel worked together as the lead host on Man Show. Okay. Have you ever watched the Man Show? No, I could never air it here, but I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. It's such a great show. <laughs> yeah. Girls jumping on trampolines. It was eleven year old boy's dream. <laughs> so can you imagine my early uh early years, man, watching Man Show, Australian girls fucking <laughs> stripping, like yes. This is why I love women. <laughs> God bless women. Oh, yeah. yeah they're uh, definitely the best things in the world. Things. I see what you did there. That was a breast joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're sharp, Dick. Yeah. Well, unintentionally sharp, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Big fan. No, big breast. I see what you did there. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Dick's on a roll. Uh-huh. He must be butter. Oh, that was a dad joke. All right, man. Let's. Um, I feel like we should wrap it up because we've been going for over two hours at this point. Over two hours. Yeah, we're the only two sit. We're the only two people sitting here in this place. Still, lights are still on, but everyone's gone. That means more beer, and we'd have to take bathroom breaks because I was just about to ask for one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd you'd have to break a window to get a bathroom break in this place. Although the river is right in front of us. Oh, they're locked up now. Yeah, they're closed. Are they? Yeah. The place is closed, man. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm about to go in a corner then. <laughs> no, just piss in the river, man. Fish, hey, are, fish are thirsty, too. Hey, let the big dog eat. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, we, we talked about a bunch of different stuff. Uh, but I, I want to um, end on, on a note that uh, has to do with travel. Like, travel. Uh, you're You're an American dude. Not many Americans travel outside their own country very much. That is very true. Um, And you did very much so. You went to Australia, which is very far away. And then you went to Europe all over the place, too. Yes. Which And and all in all, it was a great experience. So uh, I like how we talk mostly about Australia and barely Europe. Yeah. Well, I mean... We can talk about Europe. Well, maybe maybe we'll record another one next time. Next time? (laughs) As soon as my trip's completely done. Yeah. I still have six days, so a lot can happen. Yeah. Well, you're you're going to Germany next, right? Yes. But, um, yeah, what what, what would you say to... Like, imagine a guy sitting in his car, stuck in traffic, listening to this, or, or, you know, like some some guy working some some shitty job. I can tell you exactly what I would tell him. And, and, you know, everyone dreams about seeing the world. That's why everyone has... Uh, like an image on their desktop computer background yeah. of some amazing. Maybe one day I'll get there. I can do it. Maybe. Yeah, you know, like some some amazing palm trees island or some some beautiful mountains or, or whatever. Like, what would you say to to that guy? To that guy in his car right now, or female? Or f- yeah, of course. Or, or female, because not it's not 1915, and women can vote and travel. <laughs> of course. I would say. Sucks to be you. I'm traveling, Mitch. I'm in Europe, bitch, and it feels great. (laughs) 
No, but on that note, we'll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> Love Dave Chappelle. No, but it's it's one of those things where you tell people, hey, you should travel. And then they say, no, nah, but I can't. You're fucking right. You can't. You're never going to, and you will never even step foot on half these places that I even think about going. And it's not that people are unable to, it's just they're not, they're not willing to. Right, and it's, it, that's another big misconception. You don't need to be super rich to no. travel. My, my Australia trip costs less than all of my buddies' uh, honeymoons. A honeymoon for a week? You spent what I did in three months? How? What the fuck did you do? Right, because like, that well, also depends on how you're willing to travel. Like, if yeah. you if you if you just stay in hostels, the, those places in in Australia they're like twenty, thirty bucks a night. Yeah. And if if you're traveling to Southeast Asia, they're three to like five eight dollars a night. Yeah, like five to ten bucks a night, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, no, less than five bucks most of the that, time. That's actually. incredible. I mean, and you, and and you got some of the most amazing nature there. You got some of the most like the wildest cities there, like the craziest partying there. And, and exactly, the, you know, like it. It really, if if you can afford to to drive a new car or buy a TV or or buy an Xbox or that, whatever, that's the thing. Like people want to like keep he, up with the Joneses. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. Uh, that's a beautiful expression too. Yeah, because. Oh, you have a 2015 car? I got a 2016. How happy are you? <laughs> Does it make you happy for a day or two? Like, these travels, like, I'm still talking about Australia. Like, Australia still brings a smile to my face every single day. And it will still in 30 years. Absol- probably even a bigger smile. Absolutely. Like, it's just going to grow even fonder. Like, that's, and that's fucking insane to think about because the first day in Australia, I was like, Wow. Well, for for the first hour, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm really here. And then after that, I'm like, I'm here. This is great. And ever since then, like, my, man, it's just, like, I did not want to leave there at all. Hmm. But Which is weird because, like, going towards the end of my Europe, Europe, uh, or my Euro trip, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally can't. Like this these past few weeks have been just give me my own bed and I'm tired of paying one euro to go to the toilet. <laughs> the food, I just I want kitchens in my hostels. I want to cook my own food, but there's a lot of places that don't. Yeah. And I'm just like I just want a home cooked meal. Hostels are different everywhere. Like in, in Australia yeah. there's a lot of hostels with big kitchen. You just go to the grocery store and you cook your own food. And fifty bucks, that's a week worth of food, and bam, pretty much, yeah. And but when you're uh, in Southeast Asia, hostels are like super comfortable, nice big beds, nice rooms. It's, mm-hmm. uh, they're really nice and clean, actually, actually nicer than in Australia for the most part. Really, but, yeah, yeah. It's it, the nicest hostels I've stayed in were in Thailand, and um, uh, and and but it's a different culture there. People don't really cook their own food. There's a lot of street food everywhere. And yeah. for like two, three bucks, you can have like a very nice meal on 
little stalls on the street. Like you, you got a little piece of meat here. You got some fruit in this other stall. And speaking of stalls, I need to use the bathroom really quick. <laughs> well, let's let's wrap the show up then, man. Like we've been talking for two and a half hours now, so we can still finish on Europe though. Yeah, which well, is a little bit. I'd, I'd I'd say we end it here, man. I'm you kinda, sure? Yeah, yeah. You're the you're the host. Let let's save some for the rest. So, like, what, what's 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 the one thing you you would say to someone who kind of who really wants to travel and been, that kind of makes up excuses not to? The one the one thing I would tell that person, um, I don't know, personally, I would be pretty pissed off at myself. Like if I was on my deathbed and like, hey, what did you regret? Well. I always wanted to do this, but I never did. All right, what's the second thing you wanted to do? Well, I always wanted to go here. Well, I didn't do that either. Then you just go down the list, and it's a bunch of shit you never did. Right. Mo- the worst re- regrets comes from things you didn't do, mostly. And it's it's great, because a lot of my family's older. And, I mean, a good bit of them did traveling, but at the same time, n- not traveling like I've been doing, but I've just seen them talk about different regrets in their life. And just the look in their face, like, oh, man, I really wish I would have. And it's the most heartbreaking shit ever. Like, when you're 75 years old and you're like, I can't do it. It's nothing like a 25-year-old, like, I can't do it. No, you're fucking <laughs> lazy and you're not going to. But a 75-year-old guy, all right, may- maybe technically he could find a way, but it's going to be extremely tough being in a, a terrible health condition, rolling around in a wheelchair, traveling like it's technically possible but it's it's very uncomfortable right like what a 75 year old guy in a wheelchair around uh, rotterdam like he could but it's going to be pretty hard right it's like a family traveling with kids you can but it's not going to be as great as by yourself true so it's just i mean we have the rest of our lives to work i mean that's not an excuse to be lazy and go to your job and don't do anything but at the same time, work hard and have a nice balance. Yeah. Save money. Do if if you want to go somewhere, you can. Yeah. Yeah. If if you want it badly enough. If you wanna I mean work save money badly enough. Like if if you wanna if you if want you, it bad enough, you'll figure out a way to make it happen. That's very true. It's the same thing with travel, your relationship. Like is is your relationship worth saving? If it's not, you clearly you know what type of boat you're in. Hmm. But if it is worth saving, you're going to do anything. You'll wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and rub your wife's back if you need to or fix her breakfast or go to some shitty functions after work. <laughs> if that's what needs to be done, you're going to do it. Yeah. Same thing for travel. If you, if, you need to go to, if you need to go to England one day, you're going to figure out ways to save money. You're going to figure out ways that you can take off time for work, blah, blah, blah. There's always a way if you want it badly enough. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a key thing. If you want it badly enough, there's a way. I think we should uh, end on that note. Just uh, Wise words of Gandhi. Mic drop. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on, man. Is, is there any place where... People, thanks for having me. Is, is there any place where people can follow you or find your photos or... or um, Yes, you can follow me on my YouTube channel, and I would have a URL. However, I have less than 100 subscribers, so I am very poor in that market. That's so right. So until then, you're going to get a link because I can't make a custom URL that says Ryan <laughs> Bailey Euro Trip. It doesn't work like that. Well, I'll put a link up in the. In I need 56 more subscribers. So, hey, let's do this. <laughs> get me famous. 
I'll try. I'll try to help, man. Uh, well, it was a fun conversation. We talked with it, talked a lot, and uh, I enjoyed it, man. Thanks Absolutely. again for coming on. We had some you can let go of my hand at any time. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope to visit you someday in South Carolina too. You need man. to. You have a place to stay. Thanks, dude. Well, I've, I've driven through there in the past. It's a beautiful place. Beautiful mountains there. For those at home, Dick drove by, threw out a middle finger out the window, and said, "You know what? Peace." <laughs> All right, man. Well, I guess that's, uh, that's the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And Dulcings. You've been listening to the Polarizer Podcast. Check the show notes for links and details on literally everything that was discussed and mentioned during the show. Subscribe to this podcast for free on iTunes or your other favorite podcast directory to never miss an episode. And be so kind to give us a five-star rating and review. Visit thepolarizer.com for high-quality articles on making life an adventure, traveling the world, being the best you can be, and other topics that fuel the fire in your soul. That's thepolarizer.com. One word, including the. Thank you for listening. And thanks for telling a friend. It really makes all the difference.